0: on is always joined by Mitchell Smedley. It is time for two hours of sports talk here. It's heavy hitters, you know, but if you don't know, if you're new around here, welcome. Welcome in. As always, your listenership is very Sorry much appreciated you. here. That was that was a lot. I, was not, I wasn't prepared for that. I like the energy.
1: <laughs> I like the I'm energy. I'm trying to bring it through. I would, okay, rather than being up at 8.30 for this show, I was up at 6.30 today driving back from Hershey.
0: He was getting ready three hours
1: in advance. Oh, dude, I was like running on a treadmill in the car, you know what I was doing it all. I was Were you actually? No. Okay, don't do that. It's <laughs> a little unsafe. I was <laughs> just a little safely buckled in the driver's seat. No. <laughs> passenger seat. I can't drive. Ah
0: can't, can't drive I don't know if I'd feel comfortable Safe I don't know if I'd feel comfortable with you behind the driver behind the wheel. Might be better than some people. Uh yeah, you'd probably I don't know, I feel like that's not wrong. I feel like that could My be Father. Accurate. I feel like that could be accurate. So. Yeah. Um,
1: anyway, so needless to say, I have the energy, Jack, and I also, you know, I just told you, I just told Jack before the show, I was listening to a podcast about the Phillies, and now I believe that they're going to win the World Series, uh, and that's total hype. That there's nothing to back that up.
0: <laughs> there's no logically sound. I mean, there evidence. is,
1: but like so much can happen. You
0: know what I mean? It's exactly. Like, there's 162 games. There's 162 games of the baseball
1: season. <laughs> And the Mets always just find a way to end it.
0: I mean, everyone finds a way to end it. <laughs> yeah, but so the annual
1: problem for our generation um, <laughs> is finding a good team on which to spend
0: it. Yeah, like maybe, <laughs> and then getting a schwarver or Castiano,
1: Are going in signing huh? Trey Turner. <laughs> <Do-do-do-do>. <laughs>
0: Oh my goodness. Okay. That was good. Okay. But we're, we're gonna get this we're gonna, move we're, gonna get on. Th- we're gonna get this uh show on the road here. Yeah, we got
1: two hours to kill Jack.
0: Yeah. And we, there's we so much, you know. You texted me a, a
1: laundry list of things that I took one glance at. So uh <laughs> What a cover what preview for everybody, including myself? What we're going to be talking about today?
0: Well, what we're going to be talking about today is after the NFL season has ended. There's still some football to talk about. The XFL is back. Bump, 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 bump. I, I don't know if they do that. Never mind. I, I don't think they do that. They never do that. I don't know. Um, anyway, uh, it, the league is owned by Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Um, it started up, I believe, this past weekend, and we're gonna we're not going to spend full time breaking down every game, but we'll talk about some of the notable. Notable headlines from the XFL, and I think it's going to try to become like a feeder league for the NFL. I think that's what I've been seeing. I would like that uh, That'd be in nice. the NFL. I think it'd be good for the NFL because a lot of these guys go out of college, uh, and then you know, you know, if they don't cut in the pros as being a starter, uh, and then they kind of taper after a couple years, and they want to keep playing the game, they don't really have anywhere else to go unless you want to go to the CFL, but it's not really great either. So the CFL. I think the XFL is, is, is going to be a good option for. <coughs> Bless oh you, buddy. Thank that was. You. Ooh, crazy start to this show. Yeah, yeah,
1: is. I'm totally in on this being like a sort of not a minor league sort of thing but like a like you said a feeder league. Uh just somewhere else for these guys to to keep playing football. Uh and also to give, you know, teams another another place to look for for talent and and I think that's a really good thing.
0: Keeping more guys in the system, in the mix, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, uh you know, yes, this game said there's only 8 teams in the league. Uh, North Division, South Division, four teams per if you could do the math. Um, wow. <laughs> and, I mean, it's 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 general math, so I'm making the assumption that a lot of people, uh, you know, could do four by two. Don't know how many math majors we got out there, but you guys got but it Geez, I, I mean, I'm no math- divided by two. By two. I'm no
1: mathematologist, but it looks like squirrels
0: like are supposed to be blue. Geez, <laughs> 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 Squidward, I'm no mathematologist. <laughs> that sounds like a lot. Eddie! <laughs> All right. Well, Saturday's <laughs> of games uh, was the. I can't even click on this. I'm trying to get stats here. I can't even click on the box scores. Stats well, a problem. That That is a little bit of a problem. Uh, I had the Vipers take on the Renegades. It was a 22 20 win for the Renegades. Who do those teams? I can't play even, for? I can't even like, no, like, I don't know the cities on the <laughs> top of my head. So it's not like I can't even <laughs> click on them and say, oh, yeah, um, here we go. Uh Arlington Renegades. I actually looked at the Stanley. Arlington, so Texas. The, yeah, ARL is is Arlington, so I didn't know that. I assume so. Uh, and the Vipers were Vegas, the Vegas Vipers. Vegas Vipers, a little alliteration there. Yeah, I got the Seattle Sea Dragons, the DC Defenders, uh the St. Louis Battlehawks, and then the other division of the San Antonio Brahmas, Houston Roughnecks, and the Orlando Guardians, I believe. Yes. Mm. Okay. So. That's okay. That's nice. Who are you rooting for, Jack? Um, you know, that's a good question. Like, there's no, like, city correlations to be, like, my favorite there's team. There's nothing there, you know? So, like, my dad was telling I me can't find not find a myself to root for Houston,
1: even though I love the name Roughnecks. Roughneck Rush Hour? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I, you know, the Battlehawks is a pretty cool name. That's a nice name, yeah. So. I don't like St. Louis. It's a weird city. <laughs> so, what did St. Louis ever do to you? I uh, don't you know. Uh, it's just kind of icky, you know? You beat them in the first round. Oh, yeah. I know. Yeah, They were boring, yeah they were blech. Yeah, you know, we got an Arch Man.
0: We're keeping it Archie. Archie Manning. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't know. Uh DC Defenders, maybe. No, Nick I can't Moses.
0: remember any DC. They don't have a name their sports teams. Yeah,
1: they're really the DC bad
0: Defenders.
1: Lame. I, at least it's.
0: I, I don't know. I think it's better than Commanders. Yeah. What? Well, okay. So let's let's go through DC sports teams. You got the Defenders in the XFL. You have the Wizards and basketball. Gross. Like, okay, that's okay, I let's, guess. Hey, dude, we're just so bad at basketball that we need magic to win. Hey, our, let's call our hockey team the Capitals because we're the capital of this country. Okay, that's not that bad. That's not bad, but it's just, like, obvious. <laughs> I mean, yeah,
1: they, they kind of have a general theme going The Nationals. Yeah, the Nationals. All right, that's a fine name. I don't care. There's just, just a lot of okay names. teams. There's a lot of man names. Yeah, what do you think about the Philly names?
0: All right, the Phillies might be the, the dumbest is, in the league. Yeah, like that's that's so bland. Yeah, I know. you couldn't get more creative than that. I mean, the Mets did kind of did the same thing. The Metropolitans. So, yeah, because at least ours is you know area. location specific. <laughs> 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 the Eagles is a good one. I like the Eagles. Eagles. Let's see. So Giants got, is overused. Gross. Giants. It's just common. Yeah, you know?
1: it's it's really common.
0: Uh, the Seventy uh-huh.
1: Sixers. I don't really care for that much. Like that name. Like I get it. It's like kind of you know Philly. And it's like you know seventeen, seventy six, but like yeah. I don't know, it doesn't it doesn't like what are a bunch of seventy sixes gonna go running out onto a basket? Like it's a <laughs> weird image.
0: <laughs> and look at this, it's Benjamin Franklin making his way to the basketball. Court. I know, I was
1: thinking like literal number seventy sixes. Yeah, like just
0: I don't know, people. Uh, in what? what, what? <laughs> Dude, people just dressed up as seventy six <laughs> costumes. <laughs> And would you look at this? Here are the uniforms. This is a giant seventy six costume. Yeah, you know, it's like I don't. They know. can really make it rain. <laughs> Woo from downtown. Which seventy six is this making there's, this pass? There's number seventy six. All of them wearing number seventy six. <laughs> That'd be funny. Statistician's really gonna have a fun day with this team. Yeah, and then the
1: Flyers. Yeah, which is okay. It's not great. Yeah, it's, it's a good name. It's a lot
0: of average. So yeah. the Rangers
1: islanders you know there's not a lot of what's like the best sports name sports team
0: name you know Oof. Um, it's, a, it's a good one right it is and it's a question that'll be answered on the flip side of this notebook message attention K community the career development center will be hosting an in-person grad school fair on tuesday march 7th from 11 a.m to 12:50 p.m in mcfarland student Union room 250 if graduate school is in your future make sure to attend this inf- informational fair Representatives from area college and university graduate programs will be visiting to share information regarding their programs, schools, and application procedures. This is a wonderful opportunity to have your questions answered in order to make the best decision for you. This message of community interest is brought to you by Radio Voice of University. K, okay, you are heavy hitters bright and early on this Monday morning. Mitch, was your weekend okay? I know you said it was.
1: 30. I spent it in Pittsburgh, actually. In the Berg? Yeah. The Steel
0: City. The Steel City.
1: The City of Bridges, Jack.
0: Yeah. Went over a couple of... Ooh, nice voice crack. Thanks.
1: I like it. Um, Cracking like those bridges when we drove over them. I hope not. Like Tim McGraw, I like it. I love it. I like 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 it. it. I love it. Yeah. No. Um. You know what's funny? Not really funny. I don't know. But uh, we were driving. This actually, this story is going nowhere. Never mind. <laughs> Anyways, I was just gonna talk about how we drove under tunnels on the turnpike. That's that's where that story was gonna go. Oh, okay. So we're just gonna circumvent that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. This is going. Nowhere. I am. I love tunnels on the highway, though. Like, it's just one of those things that just makes sense to me. You know what I mean?
0: Makes yeah, makes sense. By, weird. By the way, I think I have the answer driving here. through a mountain or driving. You know, through an ocean. Yeah. 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 Exactly. But, uh, you know, you're, um,
1: I want to hear your answer for best major sports franchise. I think I have my answer. I'm going to lock it in. Best in name? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. That's tough. I thought about the Mavericks. Yeah, that's cool. It's a good one, right? But if you want to hear mine while well, you're thinking, I went with the – it's a newer one, and it's one that I really liked the first time I heard it just makes sense the
0: Seattle Kraken yeah it's a good name it's yeah good name. that that's cool it's an interesting brand like you don't think of that normally as no like, it's just like a you
1: know and it's a sea animal you know yeah it's like there's not a ton of those uh, I mean <laughs> I like, mean there is. There's like but, but they're awful. Name. They're like the Marlins.
0: But sp- not sports names. The Mar- well. the dolphins. You know? <laughs> the way you said that is I mean, it's a name of a sea animal, and there's not a lot of those. So out of context, <laughs> you'd be like there's not a lot of sea animals. <laughs> but, but there is. Um the sharks. <laughs> yeah, there is the sharks. I do like the San Jose sharks. See,
1: I, I just always forget that San Jose like exists. You know? <laughs> Anyone else have that problem? Okay, no
0: one, just me. Um, <laughs> I mean, today. San Jose. I mean, there is only one professional sports team in in the city. Yeah. So. You know what I was thinking?
1: Like, the weirdest. Like, and maybe it's because I don't pay attention to the league as much, but the NBA has some of the strangest city locations out of any. Like, I feel like most of the other leagues, like, kind of follow the same formula for where their teams are. Most of them. Yeah. But like, like Utah, <laughs> like Salt Lake City has a, has a
0: basketball team. Everybody. I mean, yeah. What what other professional sports teams located in Sacramento? No one, (laughs) no one, no No one's there.
1: Or um, I mean, there's a there's a minor league baseball team there. Oh wow, yeah. There's a minor league baseball team. Like, uh, where is the (laughs) the Phillies minor league? Oh, it's in Reading. There's Reading, the Reading The Valley Valley Iron Pigs. If you thought Phillies was uncreative, right? They had to they had to think of a minor league team. The Reading, which plays in uh, Reading, and I almost said Regs, and they (laughs) decided. (laughs) To go with the Redding Phillies. Oh, uh, the Fighting Phils. I, oh, my. The Redding. Fight, I, yeah. Whoops. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
0: this well It's getting out of hand. This is getting This is getting way crazy. out of hand.
1: Let's uh, move on. I
0: mean, if I had to give an answer. Yeah. I don't know. Like, nothing's really, like, sticking out to me. I, I think the Mariners is a cool name. That's a good name. Two Seattle teams, yeah. Like, the Mariners is a cool brand. Like, you don't just. Like, it's just something you don't see too common. So About the Packers. Nah. The Bears. The Cheeseheads. The Bears. Um, the, I like the Vikings. Yeah, Vikings is cool. NFL doesn't really have a whole lot of... Like, Patriots
1: is a Christ. nice one.
0: Yeah. yeah,
1: It's okay. Jack's like, I could take it or leave it. I don't care.
0: Three. Take it or leave it. <laughs>
1: so, Five.
0: Take it or leave it. Anyways, yeah. all right, we're going to get back to, to XFL, XFL discussion. That took one a of a really big turn. Yeah, one of the best games of the Ow. weekend actually happened yesterday between the Battlehawks and the Brahmas, and the Brahmas led 15-3 in this game all the way to the fourth quarter until former Alabama quarterback A.J. McCarron led a great comeback, zips in a touchdown, makes it 15-9. But in the XFL, instead of a two-point conversion, it's a three-point conversion from the 10-yard line. They got it 15-12, and instead of an offside kick, you do a fourth and 15, and if you don't convert it, the other team gets the ball back. They convert that fourth and 15, march down the field, score another touchdown, and win the game 18-15. to A.J. McCarron, the former Bengals and Bills backup quarterback, XFL first start of his career, leads a fourth quarter comeback to get the Battle Hawks their first win of the XFL season. That was uh, a game I saw. I didn't really watch a whole lot of it, but I just saw the clips on social media of McCarron leading the comeback. Uh, and nice. that was that was probably the best game of the weekend. The Roughnecks blitzed the Guardians 33-12. That game wasn't really close. I mean, Orlando just looked flat-out awful. Um, Paxton Lynch, I believe, is the starting quarterback for that team. He got benched after throwing a couple interceptions. The former Broncos first-round draft pick. Yeah. That Memphis, out? I think. I think so. So... <clears throat> um, sorry about that. You're okay, buddy. But um, yeah. I mean, I didn't really see any other headlines. Vipers, Renegades, twenty-two twenty. Kind of. I mean, it was close game. Again, I didn't really watch a lot of it just because, like, I was waiting kind of to see how these teams and stuff looked before. So, how else can Orion. you score in there? By the way, can you kick an extra point? Uh yeah, I believe so. Okay, yeah. I I'm trying to figure
1: out how some of these teams get to, like, 20, which is not... I know, a I know
0: they team. changed the kickoff-style thing. I, I was hearing something about, like, they change kickoffs, like the way you, like, line up for the formation or something about that. Mm. So oh, that's interesting. So but. the
1: other thing about the XFL is that, you know, it has a lot of those rule changes that could make their way, you know, over the years to the NFL, which is another reason to be excited for it is it kind of gives some, you know, a league that's trying something new to try and give us the eventual best version of football. Which I'm excited for. So, I know, Jack, you know, you could probably take it or leave it. You seem so enthused by these scores.
0: It's just interesting. You know, you don't really see... the. I mean, 22-18, the Defenders beat the Sea Dragons, like... (laughs) The Sea Dragons. Oh, there's no kicking extra points, actually. Oh. So, how do you... That's why. How do you get to 22 points? Um, 8-16... Touchdown, two-point conversion, touchdown, two-point conversion, touchdown. Are there two-point conversions? Uh, oh, there's a th- no, there's a three-point conversion. That's what I'm saying. It's all sixes and threes.
1: Got to be There's got to be a two-point conversion, right? It's you to think. I would think from like the oh, two. Extra
0: points would be worth one, two, or three, but none involve kicking.
1: Oh, uh, okay. Oh, so it's kind of like the flag football leagues here. Uh, I played intramural flag football at Kutztown. And like you could... Uh, you know it's like from the
0: want well, to talk about how or you five just or absolutely ten or whatever. shivered that one guy what he <laughs> absolutely just planted a dude in the ground
1: oh up on my run up the middle yeah I also, okay, I had a touchdown saving tackle on defense, by the way. Yeah. And, and a sack But I I got a sack can you, can you running guys through like I was like, not do that play up the middle Yeah. The ref had to come up and be like, hey White, can we not do, do that? that um <laughs> but uh I had a uh, I had a sack where I got to the quarterback running through three offensive linemen, okay? Okay. And I, I twisted them down and I was like Okay, like that's the sack. And uh it helped us win a game. But um there you go, Smedley. I also I also got absolutely trucked on this uh there was an interception return. And I was like, "All right. All right, this guy coming at me, it's just it was me and then the end zone, right? Like I was at like the thirty, right? But it was me, and that was it. He got by everybody else, oh, and I'm like, I'm gonna do this, right? <laughs> so he didn't try to make a move around me. I was like, I'm not giving ground. So he trucks me as as I'm falling to the ground. I pull his flag, and you know, it was like, yeah, I did it. But I got trucked in the like, <laughs> absolutely lit up in the process. It was awesome. It was awesome. Take a hit to make a play, right, dude? I felt like you know, I felt like I actually did something um i mean I did. you did you stopped did. the touchdown exactly
0: so. so you know it was fun sounds like it but um we are going to take our first break of the day <laughs> when we come back we are going to get i'd say more in the xfl but i can't i don't solidly think so. lock that in we're going to move on i think we'll talk about that a little bit more as the weeks come by as we know more about the league and stuff like that because it is making its return uh in i think a couple years so um yeah good little xfl discussion on the first 20 minutes of the show, when we come back, we'll move on. We'll talk about other stuff. we got MLB, NHL, on of course, College Hoops. That'll probably be an hour number two of the show. So don't go anywhere. Plenty more sports talk. coming here next on the flip side of this break on Heavy Hitters. On the radio voice of Kutztown University, K or Kutztown.
1: Welcome back into Heavy Hitters. Mitchell Smedley, Jack Kai, I'm bringing you through this 9 a.m. hour. And we're, you know, making our way through a... a um, Myriad of sports topics, Jack. We just talked a little bit about the uh, return of the XFL. Um, I will tell you what I did watch on the ride home from Pittsburgh yesterday: the final laps of the Daytona 500. Jack, did you catch any of it of the Great
0: American Race? Um, Mitch, I got to be a hundred percent honest with <you> here. My <laughs> I love guy. this question. I don't know anything about racing. Like, okay. I don't know racers. I don't watch that. I find it like, boring. Yeah, just incredibly yeah. boring. So, I can't I cannot sit down and watch people drive cars in a circle. I know it takes talent. I know you have to be very skilled at driving to do that sort of thing. You do. And and it's it it's a sport for a reason. Yep. But for me, it's just it's just not my cup of tea. No, I totally so. understand. Um I will say if there is one
1: race that you do watch, it is the Daytona five hundred. It's obviously the best one. And, I mean, if there's one type of race, and I can alert you when these things come up, but there's a couple of races throughout the year. There's two at Daytona, two at Talladega. You watch super speedway races. They're much, much more entertaining than than just regular speedway tracks because that, you know, the car's spread out, and the winner's leading by, like, 15 seconds, and there's no chance anyone catches them. Once in a while, you get a good finish. But I will say, much of the NASCAR schedule, much of the circuits they're doing, and they're trying to change that. They're trying to get more road courses that aren't just circles. Um... But I will say a lot of it can uh, drag on, and I usually have to be doing something else. However, I did turn it on. Uh, they they were under caution with about, like, 15 laps to go or something. And uh, they had a couple more crashes toward the end, you know, as you usually do at these Daytona races. Very exciting ending. Uh, Ricky senhouse Jr. Uh, did end up getting the win, edging out barely. My man, Joey Logano, who got second place as the race ended under a yellow flag for a caution crash on the final lap. Very exciting race, though. Congratulations to Ricky Stenhouse. Joey Logano, great start to the season. Second place of the Daytona 500. Uh, Just missed uh, taking home that trophy. But he is the reigning national champion uh, in the sport, so congratulations to number 22. That's all I had to say about the Daytona 500, Jack. Um, We got a a bunch to talk about. I've been getting hyped up for the MLB season. Uh, How are the the Islanders doing over in the uh, NHL, Jack? You've been watching them? I don't want to talk about it. You don't Um, want to?
0: No, we do got to talk about it, though. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say. We'll talk about it. Yeah, so it's just, for the Islanders. I mean, just missed opportunities. If I had to pick one phrase to define the Islanders' season, it's missed opportunities, because we have just missed points against bad teams. Like, we just can't beat the bad teams. I mean, we can't really beat some of the best teams either. I mean, we just got <laughs> shellacked by Boston on on Saturday night. So Boston um, uh,
1: rubbed Philly's nose in a little little while back too. So yeah, don't I feel better. Boston about that. Boston's just a
0: juggernaut. I just can't stand them. I can't stand Boston. Yeah, six two win for the bees over the aisles on Saturday night. It was bad from start to finish. Matt Barzal got hurt, and Oof. then they scored two minutes and nineteen seconds into the game on my drive home. And then I watched, it was 3-0 by the time I got home, saw it get 3-1, and then I went upstairs after the Bruins made it 4-1. Actually, mm. no, I didn't. I saw them make it 5-1, then I said I've had enough, uh, and then I stopped watching the game from there. So it was ugly. I mean, it was bad. It was bad as bad gets. What type of injury for, uh, uh, you say, Barzell, Barzell? Yeah, knee injury. Um, don't know how long okay. he's out. So. That's not good. Yeah, I think he got his knee like pinned against the boards or something. Didn't look great. Mm. So. so you think this is it for the playoff push, or? Uh, if he's out for a while, yeah. Yeah. So if he's out for like a week, maybe we keep it alive. But we also lead the league in games played, I think. I mean, we've already played 59 games. Yeah. Um, we're playing our 60th tonight uh, against the Penguins. More. So, yeah, we this will be our league leading 60th game of the year. And it's actually not close. Um, the only closest team to actually, no, we are tied with Florida for 59. I didn't see that right away. So the Cavs have also played 58. But those, we are the three highest teams in the league in games played. So, 60th tonight for the Islanders, along with the Panthers, uh, who are right on our tails. Uh, The two wildcard teams in the East, uh, being Pittsburgh and the Islanders, will meet up. They played on Friday night. Islanders got a thrilling comeback win, 5-4. It was, you know, back and forth. It was 4-2 Pittsburgh, I believe, after two. But the Islanders searched for three unanswered down the stretch. Nice. Penguins looking for a little bit of payback tonight. I'm for uh, for sure assuming that. Uh, it's the Islanders' third game in four days, so a uh, little bit of fatigue set. Yeah, in. fatigue could set in. It's been a daunting stretch, but you know the the road doesn't get easier for the Islanders. I mean, they got Winnipeg and the Kings coming in uh, after this. Two playoff teams out in the West. I mean, we go up to Winnipeg and Minnesota. So I mean, these are games one, these are three, six, seven games consecutively against all against playoff teams. So hard stretch. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a daunting stretch here in late February going into early March, uh, and when you have had those missed opportunities against bad teams, like losing two games to the Coyotes, dropping an OT game to the Canadians, losing six-five on home ice to the Canucks. Like I mean, those are just bad teams that you should be able to come away with wins against if you're serious about trying to make the playoffs and go, you know, going a little bit of a run, and that just doesn't happen. So, you know, if the Islanders do end up missing the playoffs at the end of the day, you got to look back on you know, those games against teams who are well out of the playoff picture uh, and saying, you know, we we missed some chances here, a couple of losses against the Senators. Uh, shootout loss on home ice. We lost them 2-1 up on the road as well. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, th- th- there were chances to be had against lackluster opponents. Uh, and just could not find a way to get it done. So, I mean, yeah. It's just it's just not great. It just is not great. You got to look all. at the standings, by the way. I do have a look at the standings. Let's uh, hear it. Last wildcard team. So, let's run to the Atlantic. Boston leading the way at 42-8-5 and with 89 points, plus 90 goal differential. It's been an incredible year uh, for the Bruins. They're new at Coach uh, Montgomery. The former Stars head coach uh, has done wonders for this group. I mean, Patrice Bergeron, uh, Marchand continue to age like fine wine. Uh, you have, you know, Pasternak, who's a young superstar. Pavel Zaka has been a good addition for this Bruins team. They got David Krejci back, the longtime Bruin, who went in a little bit of a retirement a couple years ago, went overseas to play in, uh, in his home country in, in, in Czech. He's formerly Czech Republic, now I believe known as Czechia. Uh, that's what they went by the World Juniors. I don't know if they actually made that official switch to their country name, but I'll call it the Czech Republic to be safe. Anyway, um, yeah, so they have, they have a good core, and then Hampus Lindholm, Charlie McAvoy, the guys go down the list in defense, and Lina Solmark's having an incredible year uh, in net for them, the former Sabres goaltender. So, I mean, this team's loaded from top to bottom. Uh, they play solid hockey, they're physical, uh, they're not afraid to get in the corners and work, puck battles, uh, and they're just a scrappy, skilled bunch, and they're not a team I'd, I'd want to face. No, every year we're waiting, it seems, for that core to fall apart, and it just
1: doesn't. You know, the chemistry's always there. The same lineup trots out, and, uh, you know, it's it's just deadly
0: every single time. Exactly. I mean, I was talking with my cousins about this, you know, the other day, and it feels like in, in the East especially, it's just a large majority of the same teams in the playoffs. I mean, you have Boston, Toronto, Tampa, uh, in, in the Atlantic, those three teams have felt like they've been in for the past five years, and Bruins yep. even longer than that. It's been the de- last decade for the yep. Bruins plus. When's their last cup? 2011. Okay. Beat 11. the Canucks.
1: That's, uh, you know, I, I thought they got one in, like, 17, 18 um, no,
0: they made it in 19
1: and lost to the Blues. Okay, that I do remember. But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, despite the dominance that, that Boston's had, you know, it's I say they're in it, you know, and, and they're competitive every year, but, you know, just that, that 2011 Cup is, is the last one. So I feel like this could be the year. Could be. Could definitely be. But, uh, I mean, I, I've seen dominant Boston teams uh, in the past. Who? Um, you said they made it in 19? Yes. Okay, I see. For some reason, I don't know why I thought Tampa went in nineteen. Uh, was that the bubble year?
0: Uh, the year after was the bubble year. Lightning went beat okay. uh, Dallas. Year after that went back beat Montreal, uh, and then last year, Avalanche beat the
1: Lightning. Okay, so the, oh, it was the twenty eighteen twenty nineteen season that Boston won it. I got you. I Boston went there. Yeah, yeah. Boston went there and won the uh, Eastern pennant. Yep. Do they have pennants in hockey? uh it's called conference championship championship i mean they don't call it a i I, i've been out of the does that show that the flyers haven't made that series in quite some time yeah (laughs) i don't know what does but uh yeah so i mean look a very dominant hockey team very consistent hockey team but you know maybe this is the year they get back to uh back to those 2011 days but it's been a while been a minute
0: yeah, I mean, in, in Carolina, you know, in the, in the Metro Division, I mean, the, It's another team. Yeah, I mean, they're they always there. Cup, right? Yeah, I mean, it's just a treat to watch them. Almost as sweet as like, you know, a sugar plum. Are you sugar plum type guy?
1: I'm not a sugar plum type guy.
0: Okay, I am a Carolina Hurricanes kind of guy.
1: Okay, I like the Carolina Hurricanes. So,
0: yeah, I mean, yeah, 37-10 and eights just playing the Stadium Series game against the Capitals. Won that. I actually had some of my family on my dad's side go to that game because they nice. live down in North Carolina. So, uh, Carter Finley Stadium, the NC State Wolfpacks football stadium. Uh, Canes won that game. It was a final of 4-1. I knew it was 3-0 at one point. Mm -hmm. My brother was watching the game. I like the stadium series a lot. I ended up finishing 4-1 in favor
1: of Carolina. One of my latest, uh, you know, like one of the most recent, more recent, um, good hockey memories uh, that I have, you know, before the bubble and and that little run the Flyers went on, um, was that stadium series game against the Penguins. Yep. Remember that? Yeah, I do remember that. That was a, a very exciting comeback in the last three minutes. Down 3-1, to one, mm-hmm. and then uh, Giroux in overtime putting it away
0: for the Fly Guys. the now Senator. Yeah. He'll go down to— uh, I'll, I'll, No, I'm not going to say that. What? Because I, 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 ca- I can't say that because I don't fully believe it. What, that he'll be a Hall of Famer? No, 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 no. No, I think he probably might be. He uh, should be. He, he's on his—I think he's got a— sh- Got a chance for sure. Mm-hmm. So, um, what were you gonna say? I was gonna say he'll be more remembered as a senator, but I can't. Are you I, kidding I, me? Yes, I know. I knew I was gonna get you Are mad. Are you kidding me? I knew I was gonna get you mad, but I can't say that because I don't believe it. So, yeah, what was he, 28? Uh,
1: number 28? Yes. Yes. Players' goal, score by number 28, Claude Giroux! You love
0: the man so much, yet you don't even know his own jersey number. I knew it. <laughs>
1: I knew it. I knew it. I, just, I was just making sure. Utley was 26. You know, there's a lot of great, great numbers to keep track of. I hate that guy. I know. That's why I brought him into the conversation. Like,
0: literally, I don't think I hate a person more than I hate Chase Utley.
1: <laughs> wow.
0: Yeah. Not one person on this planet? Nope. Chase Utley's the... Chase
1: yeah. Utley, you are the
0: man. Yeah. The man... Uh, I can't say that. The man what? Can't say that. Okay. Tell you We're going to move on. <laughs> before man. before things become violent. <laughs> That's yeah. Yeah, that seems like a good time to move on. So Seems the, like it and and it is.
1: And it is. So where are the where are the Canes right now in the standings?
0: Uh top dog in the Metro, 82 points overall looking at the league. They are the second best team in the league per points, obviously. So that's Down by to 7 at. to the Bruins. Yeah, so the Bruins would get the one seed in the East right now, followed by Carolina. Uh and then Toronto would play Tampa Bay in the first round like last year. It would be a battle of two Metro teams in the tri-state area. It would be the Devils and Rangers squaring off in the first round with the Devils having home ice. Penguins would go to Carolina, and the Islanders, as it stands right now, would go up. Ship it up to Boston! Whoa!
1: Guess who's going to see them in uh, less than a month? I believe it was you. Yeah, it's me. Going to see some Dropkick Murphys. So. Yeah. I'm very excited for that. Very excited. So, yeah, one of my favorite bands. True story. But they're big Boston Bruins fans, so. Yeah. You know, what are you going to do?
0: What are you going to do? All right. Well, uh, keep going down the NHL line here. Uh, teams in the hunt in the East. I mean, there's a lot to look at. You have the the Caps, Panthers. Uh, I'd say the Sabres, all of I mean, I'd say even, maybe even the Red Wings, too. I mean, they're, they're kind of on the ass. looking in. 55 games played, 60 points. I mean, they're just three back of both the Penguins uh, and the Islanders, but... The the East race runs deep. I mean, really, the Flyers, Canadians, and the Blue Jackets. I'd say are the only teams, prior are, are the teams that are probably solidly out of that picture. How many points are the Flyers Senators on the fringe with fifty eight Flyers at fifty four and fifty seven games. Yeah, so down so, by nine. Yeah, it's yeah, not not great. See,
1: the Flyers were uh, approaching relevancy, right? They we were on this show like last week or the week before. There were four. Four points behind the, the uh Islanders. If they didn't have that ten game losing streak in there, oh
0: where would they be? Yeah. They'd be a lot more firmly in this race. But
1: also they've kind of entered another skid here where uh you know they're losing, I think, to the Canucks. Yeah, it's uh, got blitz six two by Vancouver. Yeah, so some other some other teams that they shouldn't be losing to and uh I mean, like look, let, let let's be honest here. The the Flyers were not projected to be a good no, team. It's they're not an, a good team. It's already an overachieving year. I'm already very excited for the future, you know what so. I mean? With this, uh, you know, John Tortorella really could be uh, a big piece of this puzzle coming back together for Philadelphia.
0: Yeah, past couple games Ralph rough for the Flyers. It's, that, that's a good point. 4-3 you know? loss, 6-2 loss, 6-2 loss. Yeah, it's not good. Granted, Seattle is a playoff team, and but Vancouver is not. Vancouver is not. So We are really not supposed to do that. And they're going to continue. Well, what a weird start time. What? <sighs> that's strange. What is it? So the Flyers continue their... Uh, Pacific Northwest road trip, and especially in northern and, uh, yeah, and Canada. western Canada, uh, they play the Flames tonight. At I should say more today because it's a four o'clock start time. Four o'clock. Yeah, one o'clock on the west coast. Yeah, interesting, for sure. And then they tomorrow night they take on the Oilers in nine okay. to come back home to wrap up the week against Montreal, and then taking a very short bus ride down to the Prudential Center, aka the Rock, to play the Devils.
1: Nice. So what's the uh, what are the, kind of the uh, records of the Flames and uh, Oilers here?
0: Oilers, more firmly in the playoffs, they are 30-19-8 with 68 points. Flames, 26-19-11 okay. with 63 on the odds. I mean, it's been a pretty disappointing year for Godric so far. Gotcha. I mean, they loaded up in the offseason. They, they made that big trade with the Panthers to get Huberto and Uyghur in exchange. Matthew Kachuk went back as the big return piece to the Panthers. Yeah. That trade's worked out well for the Panthers. Huberto not been great with the Flames, just disgruntled in, in general. Weger's been okay. Uh, and then, you know, they signed Nazem Kadri in free agency, and they just have not been as good as people thought they'd be. I mean, they, they were projected to be the top team in the Pacific, uh, along with Vegas. It was going to be a competitive battle between those two teams. And, man, I mean, as it stands, the Flames are currently fifth uh, in the Pacific Division. Yeah, not so, great. But yeah, not great. I mean, they still got a shot at the playoffs. But. Yeah, exactly. Not where um, not where a lot of people thought they'd be.
1: Yeah. What do you think is the uh, the path for the Flyers moving forward here? What do you think is
0: their? I don't know. They're in a weird spot. Yeah, to me, I mean, they went from being atrocious last year to being slightly be... less atrocious. O- okay, like they've been actually okay this year. I mean, twenty two, twenty five, and ten. It's not good, but it's at least competitive. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're actually playing. Like, you can go out on the ice and you know feel that you can beat a lot of the teams. Mm-hmm. Like you can feel that not not beat but have a shot is what I'm saying. Like last year, like you knew you were going out there and saying, "Man, we, I mean, there's not a, there's not a lot of games that we know that we could chalk up that we were going to be competitive in." Yeah, I mean they were just that bad. You so think they're a team that has to focus on you know
1: draft picks or getting younger, are they a building in the future.
0: I don't know if this is a quick fix team. Yeah, I, I mean I doubt they have it. a lot of bad contracts. I mean JVR is not a good contract. Kevin Hayes. I don't think he's a great contract. You're paying no. him over seven million a year, no, and he's not just not good. that kind of guy. So I mean, I don't know. I mean, it, it's, it's going to be Chuck Fletcher's got his hands full, and he's not the greatest executive in the world to begin with. So <laughs> that's right. I mean, Flyers fans have been calling for that dude's head for a while. Yeah, I'd like him gone. But... So I don't know. It's a, it's a weird spot. You hire kind of a win now type coach to turn around a team that's not in a position to compete. It's just it's just weird. Yeah, it, it's bizarre. Like I feel like you could compete for a year. But then after that, where do you go? I mean, you had a top five pick last year. You got Cutter Gauthier, who's st- looking like he's going to be a pretty good player. Uh, but now this year, you're probably going to... I mean, the lottery, you never really know. Never really know. But yeah. you have 54 points. You're not in position for a top five draft pick. Right now, projected lottery, you'd be five teams alone in the west or behind you, or I have less points than you, and then two teams in the east. So you'd be projected eighth pick right now going to the lottery. I mean, that's okay. It's a top ten pick. But... I mean for a team in the position of the Flyers would be, I'd like to see them be a little bit worse. And I know it's yeah. <laughs> no I get what you're, you fan. would
1: want the top five pick. You
0: would yeah. want I mean the top five pick you have a way higher guaranteed chance to get a better player than top eight. I mean I mean it's I mean not way higher, not but not way it's, higher, but definitely there's, higher. There's slightly chance. Yeah. Like slightly higher percentage. So Do you think Carter Hart is still the answer? I think he's good. I think he's fine.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he's not the superstar that he was projected as he came up.
0: And I mean, it's also a byproduct of just bad defense. I mean, Yo, the defense 100%. of the Flyers last year was god awful. I mean, they've taken steps forward this year, but they're still not great. So, yeah. I mean, a lot of the success of a goalie comes off of defensive play because I mean, you could save shots from the you know from the slot that are right at you, but like if your defenders aren't moving people around in front of the net and you're having to look through guys constantly, I mean, it, it makes your job a lot harder. So. I mean, yes, you have to be a good goalie, make those phenomenal saves like the Vasilevskis, the Shesterkins, and, you know, Sorokins and stuff like that in the world. You can go on different examples of really good goalies, but it's just like, you know, you can make the flashy saves and just not make the simple plays, uh, you know, and make look bad, but also defense and stuff like that helps too. So there's a lot that goes in the equation being a good NHL goaltender. You need a lot, you know, in front of you uh, to make sure that you can perform your job to the best of your level. So... Uh, having great defense certainly makes your life a lot easier as an NHL goaltender so I mean for Hart I think he's a he's got the talent it's just you know getting the, the, the pieces around him to make him look better yeah so yep.
1: anyways any uh, any other NHL storylines you want to hit anything Islanders related anything else
0: uh, Islander related man I don't know what we're going to do now we we we, signed, we made that trade for Horvat her that eight year deal keep him around long term and that's fine uh, you have to think about the future with the core of this team as well but for this year man I don't know it's a tough spot we're a little banked up right now. Pajot's out. I think Barzal's going to be out for a little bit. So, I mean, where do we go? Do we make a we make even a further push, go deeper in this rabbit hole? Or do we say, hey, we got our guy. We made a big trade to sign a guy, a core piece for the next eight years after this. Uh, and, you know, kind of just ride the, you know, toe the line for the rest of this year and see what this group, as it currently stands, can do. Uh if they make the playoffs, so be it. If not, then you, you know, you shift your focus to the offseason. But as a great Phillies executive once said, if we don't, we don't. I guess, yeah. Remember that quote?
1: believe that was Klintak. So. Oh, Klintak. <laughs> yeah.
0: Matt Clintech I think. Wish he was still running the could show. could be wrong. Wish he was still running the show.
1: I think he was the one, it, he was asked about, uh, it was like right after the, right before the trade deadline when the Phillies kind of decided that they weren't going to do much. I think it was like 2019. Um, 2019, I believe. And he's like, yeah, if we don't, we don't. If we don't, we don't. If we don't get in, we don't, you know, because he was like, you know, if we make the
0: playoffs, great. And if we don't, we
1: don't. And everyone was like, what? <laughs> well, we'll leave you with that. What are you uh, talking
0: if, about? If, if we don't, we don't. We're going to take our final break of hour number one. I want you to let that sink in uh, <laughs> over our brief break here. It's an awful as we, quote. As we, get, as we get a brief message from our station here. When we come back, uh, we will wrap up our NHL, NHL discussion. I'm uh, probably getting the MLB side of things as pitchers and catchers, uh, is, is, as I've, I've already reported. Uh, and that is well underway. Spring training games start at the end of this week, at least for the Mets. I believe it's the same as the Phillies, and I believe it's the same with the rest of the league. So we'll talk all MOB things coming up next on the flip side of this break in hour number one here on Heavy Hitters. Radio Voice of Christianity University, KUR Cuts Down. Don't go anywhere. And wrap it up, hour number one here on the Radio Voice of Christianity University, KUR Cuts Down. Heavy Hitters live at the 9 o'clock hour on this Monday morning, bright and early after our weekend. Mitch. I see you still laughing over there, and then I think okay. it's from what you show me on the break. <laughs> I love that was that funny. Video. So, I can't. <laughs> I can't understand. I just love the the <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna move on.
1: Let's talk MLB, Jack. Something we both get excited for is I just had a voice crack on my eye. Let's talk! Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. let's talk. <laughs> All right. Anything uh, else NHL-wise you wanna you wanna talk about a little bit here? Go hurricanes. That's it. Here I am. Rock you like a hurricane. Yeah. Burn out, burn, out, burn out. Here I
1: am. Little uh, scorpions. Little scorpions. Yeah. yes. scorpions,
0: man. Good Love song. Man. I remember that song was in NHL 10, I believe. Really? I remember that playing on the PS3 and the Xbox 360 nice. when I was a kid. Man, that goes goes way back. Dude, what a um difference in like the music from like
1: the uh the game like the sports games back then to like oh know, yeah i have madden 20 yeah right i played a lot of 20. rap music yeah it's just uh, you know that song, it's not bad run it
0: back run it back run it back
1: <laughs> 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 no you know what song i get unnecessarily hyped for is the opening song to madden 20 do you know it oh, i do it's been a while I man madden 20 saves the Gemini
0: Big Nomus! Oh, yes, Big Nomus! Yes. Yep, 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 yeah, yeah, <laughs> I do. I do remember that, so. Dude,
1: I would just start going crazy at that song. Yeah. Man. For no reason. But like, I yes. love the NHL
0: game soundtracks, man, especially recently. There's, there's some good ones, man. There is. Just a lot of rap music. Like, I miss, like, I think MLB The Show,
1: like, either 2008 or 2011. I, I used to watch my brother play all the time. You know, it would be like... Come on down and get your halo. You know that song? Oh,
0: yes. I do remember that. I think that was the show, Eleven. Yeah. 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 Oh, who is the cover? Was that Joe Mauer? I think it was Joe Mauer. I don't know. But I, you know what I want to do is like on this hourly break, I'm going to look up the MLB
1: Eleven uh, soundtrack, and it's going to take me back, dude. I used to sit in that room for hours watching him play. Yeah, man. He had Raul Ibáñez, who was oh my, my favorite goodness. player.
0: Raul Ibáñez. And he hit this moonshot,
1: I'm telling you. Like, it took forever. I think what he did was he ran out and he waited for me to uh, come in. Right, I'm blind, so I can't really understand what's going on, but he's blind too. But he played a trick on me. Because he waited. He hit the home run, and then he went and looked back at like the slow motion replay. And he goes, look how high I hit this. Like, he hits it, and then it takes forever to come down. I'm like, whoa, it's yeah. still up there. <laughs> But it was, this, and it's just occurring to me now that it was the slow mo. It's <laughs> oh, <that's> funny. <laughs> let's talk real MLB. Yeah,
0: let's talk some real MLB here. We have a lot of excitement for both of our teams this upcoming season. How about you go first, Jack? Tell it, Make make the case for the Mets to
1: improve upon their. Uh, how, how many years was it since they were in the playoffs uh, before this? Like six for last year it was 2016. Six years. So uh, tell Tell us. What make the case why they can build upon their drought ending with a first round exit to the Padres?
0: The Padres <laughs> stop.
1: Stop! <laughs> I'm at enough. The Padres are going to Los
0: Angeles at a date with the Dodgers. Superhuman. I, I need that to Let, let's let's pump the brakes. <laughs> pump yeah. the brakes. The Padres are no more. The Padres are really good, Jack. Yeah, I don't want to talk about the Padres. <laughs> I'm really scared. I don't want to talk about the Padres. By the way, I think Manny Machado is opting out after this year. Yeah, I've heard so. that. He, I think he said it. Yeah, he did. Sorry, I don't think it's you thinking it. I think he just said it. Yeah. He's like, it, yeah, it, I'm it was, done. A, it was a widespread thought, but he confirmed it yesterday. So
1: why is that? I didn't read the articles or anything, but why uh, is he leaving?
0: He's got a super team over there. I don't know, man. I don't know. There are some Mets ties, though. He did play under Buck oh, Walter with Lord, with now the have Orioles. Lord, I this again. So he could. I'm not saying it's a guarantee. I'm not saying Manny Machado is going to be a New York Mets booking right now, but there, just, there I, are ties it there. Would make he sense. did like playing under Buck Showalter, um, and he would like it, and he would like being paid by a, a
1: guy that likes to pay people.
0: Yeah, he would like getting paid a lot of money by a guy who's not afraid to spend the money that he has. Being, being a uh, seventeen billionaire.
1: Yeah, the interesting thing with that is. Uh, you know, Machado and Harper, I think, are always going to be compared because they,
0: you know. They had, signed in the same free agent class in 2019.
1: Class similar deals, right? They were yeah. the two that really kick-started this big signing era, I'd say, uh, with the, the numbers in the 300 millions. Um, and they signed for teams that Padres weren't good at that time, were they? No, he kind of no. was
0: the guy who. He was the
1: guy. And Harper was the guy in Philly, right? Because Philly was terrible as well. And, uh, you know. They both, I mean, just look at it. They made it to the NLCS the same year, and Harper had the the home run that won the series. Like, these two guys are going to be compared, and just having them in the same division? Like, as much as that would scare me, Manny Machado being on the Mets, how fun would that be? How fun would that be?
0: Okay, okay. Let, Let me lay out a scenario here. And I'll do it after uh, this quick notebook ma- notebook message. Attention KU community. Join OSI and KUAB on Tuesday, March 7th from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. in McFarland Student Union, room 183, for fun trivia and awesome prizes. Peter, Lois, Chris, Stewie, Brian, and what's her name? Oh, right, Meg. On the air, off the air, back on the air. Family Guy is the twisted little cartoon that could. How much do you know about the residents of Quahog? Be sure to attend for both trivia and a special guest appearance. This message of community interest is brought to you by Radio Voice University, K-U-R. of K University, are Wrapping up our number one, heavy hitters, Jack High Mitchell, Smedley. We take the clash of perspectives on the New York and Philadelphia rivalry, as always, is the case on this show. Mitch, we're doing pretty good on this uh, Monday morning. We yeah. don't sound too tired, considering we. I knew coming into the show we were both feeling a little bit uh, tired run I would say run down but I actually uh
1: I feel better than when I get up 30 minutes before uh, we go. Yeah. You know. So I I'm,
0: I'm I'm in it, you know. I had my morning cup of coffee this morning. So, so. I'm not a coffee guy. I'm not an addict. So <laughs> I mean I don't need it but it certainly helps. <laughs> I don't need it. <laughs> I don't need it. I definitely I don't need, need it. I need it. But yeah, I, uh
1: had my morning water bottle. Yeah. That's it's No tagging that. it this time. No, no, there was not. This was a uh like one of those you know, plastic ones, you know. Yeah. And no. uh, now I'm on my, my usual Kutztown. I guess this is also a different type of plastic. Reusable water bottle. Uh from the bookstore here. So you know, it's got like a sippy cup top thing. I always feel really self conscious in public. This is getting <laughs> a little meta. Um <laughs> I think we're gonna TV it off this.
0: <laughs> yeah. So All right, getting back on track. What scenario situation the yeah. scenario I thought would, would would scare you a little bit. So uh but how scared would you be if Machado, me. if Machado opted out, sign with the Mets? Mm-hmm. The offseason after that, Soto comes back to the East and signs with the Mets right? as well. How much would that put a little fear into your eyes for that Mets lineup? Projecting it would be Nimmo in center. Uh, you have the outfield you could fill out anyway. Marte would probably still be in right. At the, uh, no, Soto would be in right. Marte, you know, Marte the to the left best. or whatever, however you want to align that order. Doesn't matter to me. Uh, Machado at third, Lindor at short, McNeil at second, Alonso at first, Alvarez behind the plate, and then the rotation. You fill it out with the usual names, and we'll probably, you know, find ways to replace. Well, Verlander will be gone at that. point. Verlander will be gone at that point. So will Scherzer probably, but yes. we'll find ways to replace them. I'm sure. It's
1: um, hard to replace us. So young, you know. Corbin
0: Burns. I oh, think he pff. wants. He's a, he's a little. Bit, he's <laughs> a little bit unhappy with
1: Milwaukee. He's terrible. What do you mean he's, he's gonna terrible? Break. He's going to be terrible this year. Mark my words.
0: So you're taking a top three pitcher in the game, and you're going to say he's terrible. Yes. I'm saying, I'm projecting. I'm projecting. Book it right now. Yeah. I guarantee you this will age poorly. It's a hot
1: take. I don't care. Keep up with Corbin Burns and his, uh,
0: he's Brewers, right? Yeah. Yeah. By the way, did you hear what happened in their arbitration hearing? Nah. Wow. What did he do? Brewers said to his face in their arbitration meeting, trying to decide is his contract for this year, you are a reason we missed the playoffs. Huh.
1: See, the Brewers agree with me. That's not a way to get <laughs> uh,
0: your, your star pitcher to, to re-sign with you in the long term. That's really not a good—we are really not supposed—like,
1: really not supposed to do that. Would you take Corbin Burns and the Phillies? Uh, on what deal and what pitching, what does, I don't need him right <laughs> now. <laughs> what
0: deal? Like, if I'm offering a Corbin Merns on my baseball team, sign How me old off. is he, though? Sign me up. How old is he? I believe in late 20s. What? Oh, who am I thinking of that's in
1: his 40s? I'm thinking of the complete, I'm thinking of the complete wrong person. 28 He's I'm thinking 28. of the, who am who I? Who are you thinking of? Who am I thinking about? Dodgers pitchers, go. Um...
0: Uh starting pitchers? Yeah. Walker Bueller, Wayne no, Kershaw, Julio Arias. Uh, maybe I am just thinking Tony of Verlander. Gonsolin. I think it's only Verlander I'm thinking of. No, Corbin Burns. What are you what is going on?
1: Okay. I okay.
0: said Corbin Burns and you're like, you wanted a tyranny. I was like, he's terrible. Yeah, he's terrible. <laughs> what do you th- I don't know what is going on here. I'm thinking of Charlie Morton. <laughs> Charlie Morton? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. And he's um, old too, he's but he's very old.
1: No, I, I I don't know. I think but I was just thinking of Verlander. He's like an ancient artifact. No, I, I Corbin Burns. I was a whole decade off. Um, who just got? I don't know who you're thinking. Oh, of. oh no! I I know who I'm thinking of. The guy that just got signed until he's 42. Is it Darvish? Yeah, Darvish is gonna fall off. That's who I'm thinking of.
0: I don't know how those guys have any correlation. I, I don't know. Padres. Yeah, it's I always the Padres. I guess. I, <laughs> Look, I think you Darvish is set for some regression. Yeah, I mean, he's a very up and down pitcher, you know?
1: By the way, a girl that I uh, didn't know, like, that she didn't watch baseball, but um, she, uh, like, or no, I think you know her. Um, long story. I won't throw names out over the air or anything, but you. you I know you're, you're very me. aware. And um, <laughs> she didn't really care uh, for the first couple rounds of the Phillies run. She just didn't care about baseball. But she was on the treadmill watching uh, game one of the NLCS. Uh, I think it was game one. And uh, she just came back with this ungodly hate for you, Darvish. Okay. (laughs) She was like, I hate him. I was like, but we won. (laughs) Still hate him. (laughs) Yeah. And to this point, you know, she still is, is mad at him for some reason. So. Um, anyways, so yeah, I don't know why I was thinking of Darby. No, Corbin Birds will be a stud. Take it personal. there's to come. Uh, how did, how is he a reason that they missed the playoffs? Let's get this back on track. He's I, not. That's he's, the short answer. Yeah,
0: exactly. I don't I don't get that. I don't get that point. If you're gonna dispute a pay over 750k, by the way, this is over it's 750 thousand dollars that they had this dispute and they decided to whip out the uh, you, you you were the reason we missed the playoffs card. It's like a nuke versus a musket. Yeah, it's whoa. like wow. Okay, it's not that deep.
1: It's not that deep. Yeah. Um I don't know what do you think the Brewers problem was
0: last year? Was it Corbin Burns, Jack? No. I, they they just couldn't hit. Like their lineup just is not that great. So, what were their additions this uh, off-season? They got really Jesse Winker attention. in a trade from Seattle. Oh, I told Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did pay attention to that. Um What else did they do? They lost Omar Narvaez to the Mets. Lost him to the Mets. Ah, uh, they didn't really gain that much, honestly. They got Winker. It's the only notable bat I think that, that I can think of that they added. They got young talent they're waiting on. Uh, they do have a couple guys. Uh, Sal Freelick is a guy who's coming up in their system. Uh, they have another guy too. I can't remember his name at the top of my head right now. Um, and, so they have a couple young guys who are coming up through the system. Yeah, uh, that, that that brings some excitement. But other than that, not a whole lot of great stuff there. But um, okay, yeah.
1: So, anyways, back to um. What were we talking about before the Corbin uh, Burns thing?
0: Oh, we were talking about how we have a lot of excitement for our teams, but yes. I think we're gonna save we that, full take that discussion. for discussion. Yeah. yeah, we do have to take it to the break. Less than a minute till our hourly break. Um yeah, NLE should be fun this year. We have our two teams and of course I your you buddy. Were say R2 D two. Uh our you know, friend of the show's team, uh Chris. Chris, the Braves. My boy Nate is a Braves fan too, so one of my one of my good friends. Isn't that crazy? So. We both have real good friends that are Braves fans. Yeah
1: disgusting yeah disgusting so all right braves are gonna be good for years to come
0: yeah that is unfortunate. Ronald acuna is gonna be healthy this year not playing through an injury so that's gonna be
1: fortunate yeah yeah i mean think of all the things that had to go right for one of the two teams we're talking about to make it to the world series right yeah i a lot mean of things gotta go right need a lot and So,
0: ronald acuna was part of that yes so. it was well step aside for hour of the break when we come back hour number two heavy hitters at radio voice because university k cuts down don't go anywhere
1: Pack it up, pack it in. Let me begin our number two of Heavy Hitters with my man, Jack Heim. I'm Mitchell Smedley. This is the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR, and Heavy Hitters, your sports talk headquarters uh, on KUR here. So we're talking MLB right now. We're talking— Hype me up, Mr. Smedley. I I will hype you up. I will make the case in a second, but I wanted to get back to you— Talking about uh, what were we talking about over the break? Uh, oh, a potential Phillies Mets NLCS. Uh, how how we would feel if that happened? Uh, what would be your thought? Would you be? Would, would you feel? Well, obviously you have to see how the entire season shakes out. But as it stands, February twentieth. Uh, Are we on the twentieth already? Yes,
0: sir. Look at that. Eight days left in the month. Eight days left. Um, Can't believe, dude. That means that eight days will be through two months of 2023. Isn't that crazy? crazy. so fast. Isn't it crazy? Well, February's a quick
1: month. You know? Yeah, it is. It's a, that's a it quick is. hitter on heavy hitters. Yeah. Uh, then we get March, and March drags on forever. I mean, March hits you like a truck. And, and I think it's because we're waiting for opening day, you know, and it's 31 days. Uh, Of waiting. And there's 31 days until opening day. Man, that was horrible. That was awful. There is spring break, though, which (laughs) kind of helps.
0: That was so bad. That was really, that was one of your worst. I know. Um, I realized as soon as I started that was going to be horrible. And I kind of just had to go with it. The syllables weren't there. The subject matter wasn't there. No, the rhythm wasn't wasn't there. Everything everything was off from the get go. That was horrible.
1: But I wasn't going to quit on it. That was like a a Marlins baseball season. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Bad from the start.
0: Oh, <laughs> the Marlins, man. <laughs> what did they do to you? They're irrelevant, maybe. I know. To... That's <laughs> why I chose them. I mean, you didn't have to roast them like that, Mitch. I could have said a Mets playoff series. Nah. <laughs> really, outside of this past year, it could be
1: like a Phillies playoff series, too. True, but not anymore. And also, we haven't really. I mean, sure, we got to the World Series in '09. We had some disappointing Lame. exits in 10 and 11, but other than that, you know, we're fine. Got swept in 2007. Then you gotta go back to ninety three, which means going back to ni- Revolution. <laughs> um going back to nineteen ninety three, uh fifty percent of the time when the Phillies make the playoffs, they make the World Series. How about that stat, Jack? So I would appreciate it if you would not say mean things, man. You okay? Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> what was that? All right. Anyway, so aside from potentially signing Manny Machado and Juan Soto, both Padres at this time, one of which I would hope stays signed with them so that they don't go to the Mets. Uh,
0: M-E-T-S, Mets, Mets, Mets. I would assume that is not how it goes. Um, I, I'm just trying to do something to throw you off today.
1: Yeah, uh, I would assume you think Soto has a better chance of signing, right?
0: With the Mets? With the uh, Padres. Padres. No, I think Juan Soto, I think in his heart of hearts, he wants to come back to the East. Why? Do you see the way that he hits at Citi Field? He loves hitting at Citi Field. From his time to his national. And he uh, liked an Instagram comment saying, uh, Queens is waiting, uh, come become a $500 million man. He liked that Instagram comment. It's so, a lot of money. It is a lot
1: of money. Money talks. That is one thirty fourth 34th of uh, Mr. Steve Cohen's money there.
0: Yeah, it would be a concern, except he made over $2 billion alone this past year in 2022. <laughs> so I don't think he's sweating a little bit. I don't think he's sweating at all, actually. Yeah. So. I don't
1: know. Market's going down. He's a very rich man. Um. I mean, who do you think has a better chance of being a Met right now? Soto. Soto, okay. Well, uh, any, any very early projections on where Machado goes? Philadelphia. No. No, no chance. No chance. They don't got that money. No, I saw it coming with Trey Turner. But I do not have the same vibe on this one, everybody. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like Machado could pull a Correa and go somewhere weird. You think? I mean, hey, San Diego kind of was that weird place when he signed, you know? Um, Seattle could be interesting. Yeah. it's a good point. You think the Mariners get back to the playoffs this year? Yeah.
0: Yeah? Yeah. Good. If I had to give a playoff predictions, Astros win the West, Mariners wild card. Central, Guardians win it again. No one else makes it there. Really? East. Yankees win the division. Blue Jays and Rays both
1: make the playoffs. Blue Jays and Rays. You don't think Baltimore continues their climb? No. No? I think they're going to be a little bit worse than they were last year. Mm, Bummer. Um, I want to
0: revisit what you said about the Central. You don't think anyone else makes noise? No. Tigers, Royals, not good. Um, White Sox. White Sox, not going to make it in my mind. They're too up and down. They're going to get the... I, I just the White Sox don't dazzle me, you know. Like they, there's nothing about the White Sox that leads me to say playoff team. Like they're going to be decent, they're going to compete, but they're not going to be a playoff team. And they can't farm wins off the division anymore with the less in divisional games. So it's only going to make it harder. Yeah. How about the Twins? Same thing. Can't farm those wins. Twins would be. I think the Twins. If I had to give a prediction of that division and how it finishes, Cleveland one, Minnesota two, Chicago three. Royals four, Tigers
1: five.
0: Mm-hmm. I think it's an interesting point about the schedule change. Twins now, will be in the race, but I don't think they'll make it. Because now you're looking at teams
1: like the Rays, right? Who you had third in that tough di- uh, division, playing less against that tough division, right? So exactly. they they could be a much higher
0: yeah uh, squat. You could have three so or four. So those tougher teams. divisions, you can get more wins, right? I mean, you could also get less because depending on how you how you view it, because you could say. Well, I mean, it, it, there's no guarantee they do well outside of your divisional games. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's I would say it's more of a guarantee Likelihood. to your side of things, yeah. but there there is no guarantee at the end of
1: the day. It's but also I, when you beat the like the Braves if you're the Phillies or Mets, right? When you beat the Braves, it's like it's like two wins. You know, if you're if yeah. you're trying to get back at the Braves, it's like you won and the Braves lost, so you won again.
0: Yeah, and when and when you're schedule looking, you know, down the stretch of season to see what you got to do and who your opponents are playing. It's refreshing to see the Braves not having to play, like, the Nationals nine times in the final month of the season. Yeah. Like, that that's a breath of fresh air. It's
1: going to create much more um, tight divisional races down the stretch. Divisional races, yeah. It's You know, one difference of that is, you know, you might not have as much control-your-own-destiny vibes here unless they were to top-heavy the divisional games toward the end of the season. That's the only way that that would happen. You know, because you know, you might say, "Well, we finished playing the Braves in July, so now if they just, you know, we don't have any control over
0: beating them uh, at all." So, it's I
1: mean, a, yeah. it's it's a, something to watch with this new schedule. You gotta they to it watch. It. I think
0: it's for the betterment of the league too. That they I agree. Did this I think get more exposure good. to the stars. You Definitely. know, like, like Mets fans couldn't say they're going to see Shohei Otani every year.
1: Yeah, it's a great or Mike point. Trout. Great, like now Mike
0: Trout will make an annual trip to Philly, yeah, every season.
1: Yeah, his, his second home here.
0: Yeah, you get to see the stars of the game play everywhere in every season. It's how it should be. Yeah, it's a it, really good it's, point. It's how it should be. Great point. Well, we are going to get a quick message from the KU and open attention to KU Community, the Women's Center will be hosting Just Dance, an inclusive dance class to celebrate our bodies. This will take place on Wednesday, March 8th from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. at the Boxwood House. This one-time class is about letting go of the toxic expectations surrounding dance and finding the joy in dancing for yourself. Dance is for everybody, and this class will have chore- choreography modifications for all abilities, and no experience is needed. Be sure to attend this fun and special event. This message of community interest is brought to you by Radio Wisconsin University. K-U-R. Someone to a Nova a little bit because they swallowed. Like, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, he took a breath, <laughs> and he swallowed some spit. like the You know what I'm saying? He just said swallowed. <laughs> it was
1: entertaining. Sorry. <laughs> Can't wait to roll that clip. But, um, yeah, we, we this were show's making a clips. few of those.
0: Yeah. I mean, every, I mean, every time we had we get on air, we're Me confusing we're you
1: Darvish bites. with Corbin Burns. Yeah. That was, that was one of my, and it went on for too long. It did. He, I did not put a stop to it as soon as I should have.
0: And that's a it more funny.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah,
0: Corbin Burns is going to suck. Yeah. I'm like, what? I'm like, where is this coming from? Like, where is this animosity coming from? I mean, he's on the Brewers. <laughs> he's on the Midwest Midwest team oh, who's man. in a not, not a big market. Yeah. You didn't even play the Brewers in the playoffs. I know. It's like, well, what? You know what I really, like, small
1: thought. You know what I really liked about the uh, the Brewers? What? Was that they won that game when they were, like, losing by a bunch. They won in, like, extra innings uh, while the <laughs> Phillies were playing the
0: Astros. That's uber specific.
1: Right. But, like, they did – and it was the night where the Phillies needed a win or a Brewers loss to clinch the playoffs, right? And the Brewers won, which made it that much
0: more fun to watch the final outs of the Phillies game. Yeah. yeah like, very small point. <laughs> and then we saw a foreshadow. Yes. Because the final outs of the Phillies season came in Houston. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes, that was uh, Oh, Oh, fun. how the
1: turntables, as Michael Scott said fun. from the office. How the tables so. have turned. Yeah. Uh, how the turns have tabled, Indeed. Uh, those tables have been turned upside down.
0: If you will. Yeah.
1: Fearling's so. back this game. I just I just you know. think it's
0: so funny how Jordan Alvarez pimps a ball four fifty dead center in the biggest moment of the year. And Matt Fearling's name is on it. Yeah. <laughs> you see the ball just soar over the batter's eye in center yeah. field. It's like, wow, that ball was destroyed. Yeah, that was crushed. Like Jordan Alvarez hit that ball to another planet. Yeah. You know, hit it to a different county. There's a lot of a lot of sayings you could use for that, but that mm-hmm. ball was destroyed. So, yeah. that's just funny. It's just that that he hit it a lot. No, I mean it was it was great. It oh, was, I thought you said it was funny. It was funny because, oh. you know, you just see Jose Alvarado come in, and Phillies fans I know, were by the way that moment. By the way, see Wheeler exit the game. Yeah. By the way, by the three-year
1: contract extension for Jose Alvarado, I'm very upset. <laughs> To say the
0: least, he
1: is not a good pitcher. Ah,
0: uh, man,
1: I would love to be wrong. He was in Triple A less than a year ago.
0: He <laughs> had to get sent down to the middle. He get like a five plus ERA. And we're
1: gonna get and he lost us the World Series. And he threw him in one of the biggest moments of the season. Not one of the biggest moment. Up by one, first and third. Sixth inning of Game Six of the World Series, and we're gonna put in Mister Jose. I'm so upset, and then he gets three years as a reward.
0: Ah, uh, that's funny. All right, Sir well,
1: Anthony got two by the way. Let me let me talk about the Phillies a little bit. I've been avoiding it, but the Phillies, man, making some noise. Those extensions. Uh, Trey Turner's hitting cars in batting practice. I did see that. Yeah, who's excited? I'm excited. Alec Boehm looks like he's. Beefing up for a, a power run. How, I mean, how scary is this lineup if Alec Bohm hits over 20 home runs, you know, 25 home runs, right? I mean, you got Bohm, Hoskins, Turner, Romuto, Schwarber, and when Harper comes back,
0: that can all, that all have that kind of power. Like, I'm how, not, Alec, yeah, I'm not scared of that lineup. Hot take, little. I'm uh, not, now let me, now let me say this. Now, when I say I'm not scared of the lineup, by no means am I saying is this lineup not good. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say that. But do I, do I look at the Phillies lineup? and does it let make me lose sleep at night no it doesn't it doesn't because i know the mets have a very good pitching pitching staff oh god starting rotation bullpen we made very good upgrades to the pitching to the pitching staff very good upgrades yeah our bullpen is infinitely better than it was last year like David i know Robertson i know i can, solve your issues i know i can confidently go to the bullpen now and say we have multiple options in the 7th plus inning list your options that, in order. that mean, that i know can be reliable I mean you got Timmy Trumpet, but who else? Edwin Diaz in the ninth, Adam Otavino's back, dude was shut down last year. We got David Robertson who's he does not have to be thrust in a high, you know, high volume role every night. David Robertson, Like he's is he's the, not David Robertson does not have to be our closer. He's which the Craig Kimbrell signing of the Mets. Uh, which is great Mets this year. I don't I don't need I don't need David Robertson to be my closer. I need him to be a seventh or eighth inning guy who doesn't need to be a consistent seventh or eighth inning guy because we can throw Otavino in there too. Mm-hmm. He just need he just needs to be good in situations that or not the ninth
1: inning. Who has a better year this year? Because both he will can pitch in the ninth inning, who, but both probably won't be pitching in the ninth inning much. But who do you think has a better year, Robertson or Kimbrel?
0: Based on what I saw last year, Robertson. Okay, that's what I'm taking it off of. Yeah, because uh, so I didn't like what I saw from Kimbrel last year. I didn't think he was that great with the Dodgers, and the Dodgers yeah. are, are pitching wizards. Yeah, I mean they make every pitcher look good. They made Andrew Heaney look good. Hmm. Yeah, that's and that typical. guy was terrible with the Yankees. Terrible.
1: The uh, the interesting thing though is like I I'd say they're similar Kimbrel and Robertson
0: um, yeah both the, old relievers yeah and the past their primes the Mets
1: have two you know better options right obviously in in uh, um, Diaz and uh, Adavino I think the Phillies have three better options in Alvarado Gross um, okay well no, no 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 you can't and Soto.
0: you can't do this because that's a whole lot of flip flopping you can't go and roast the guy for getting three years as a reward. For giving up a three-run in the World Series and then throw him in there as, you know, a, a top-of-the-line reliable option. I'm not player. saying he's top-of-the-line, but he's be better serious. than Craig, Craig Kimbrell. That's what I'm.
1: That's my point. I'm not saying okay. he's the best. I'm saying if Alvarado is our seventh-inning guy, I'm much more comfortable. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, that's
0: understandable. Kimbrell as
1: our sixth-inning guy.
0: You know? He's, I think he's going to be your, uh, you know, throw-in seventh or
1: eighth-inning guy. Yeah, I, I assume so. You know, if one of these guys, you know, needs a day off. Soto, Sir Anthony, right? If they need a day, who's off the closer? That's what I need um, to know. It's closer by committee. If I had to pick one, it's Gregory Soto, and Sir Anthony is my highest leverage seventh or eighth inning guy, usually eighth. Um, you know where the like what he did in the St. Louis series, um, where the biggest hitters come up in Goldschmidt and Arenado strikes him out, right? You know, and then it's you know easier in the ninth inning for Eflin to come in, uh. I think that was prime Sir Anthony. I think he's a great eighth-inning pitcher. Uh, I would give the ninth to Soto. Yeah, I mean, and he's then, the best reliever on the team. Yeah, yeah, he he is our prime reliever. Uh, homegrown. Yeah, that's that's really a good thing for the Phillies, man, to have homegrown talent on this team. And, you know, you got Hoskins, uh, Stott, and Boehm in the bats. And then... Um, it's kind of hit. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying to have some, because we didn't have any. Yeah. None of these guys panned out for years. Now you got Sir Anthony panned out even after that injury. Um, I'm trying to think of any other uh, homegrown. Guy. Nola, Nola in the starting rotation, yeah. and Andrew Painter coming up now. Like to have this Ranger. success, yeah. Ranger, Swar- I totally forgot about him, uh, in the bullpen and now as a starter. Um, to have the homegrown success is the thing the Phillies have been lacking, and it's what's going to supplement this team to sustain success, Jack. Yeah, in my opinion. So the Phillies are here to stay. With the uh, Braves,
0: I, mean, I think the I think the East powers are going to be this way for a while. I, I mean, I think the Braves, Mets, and Phillies are all going to be competing for this division not only this year but for years to come. Oh yeah, like I mean, if you look at ten years, if you look come. at the brightness of the future of all these three teams, I mean, you know who's better than who? I mean, the Braves are probably the step ahead because they have their entire core locked up for for years upon years. Yeah. So I probably give them number one, but I feel like the Mets and Phillies are just gonna, I mean they're going to be competing for a while. Uh, I mean, I'd say the Mets probably have more overall young talent that still has to come through the system compared sure. to the Phillies. You know, the the main guy for the Phillies has got to be Andrew Painter. Uh, but after that, I mean, it's, you know, you're looking to try to connect the dots and who could be the next big guy to come up. A
1: guy I've just heard about is uh, a reliever, Andrew Baker. So, which Andrew Painter and Andrew Baker. I was like, is this made up? But no, I believe uh, I got to do my research on him a little bit. But, uh, just a name that was thrown out there is he's kind of piecing it together. I believe he was part of the like 2020 draft class yeah. or undrafted class. Um, and apparently he's making strides down there. Uh, I think he's at spring training right now. So yeah, um, very exciting, you know, just to have these. Uh, the, and then the Phillies have, you know, with the regime change recently, they've, they've got some more guys that just aren't ready yet. They're too young. You know what I mean? Uh, but that'll be the next wave two to three years from now. Um, as we're year, uh, more so a year off from them really making impacts, I was just talk, uh, not talking. I was listening to uh, you know some talk about the Phillies prospects earlier. So that's that's what I gathered is that we're a year off from more impact bats getting here uh, to the double
0: and triple A levels
1: uh, to really be ready to come up.
0: All right. Well, that'll be the Phillies kind of a little minor league report. Mets. I mean, we know that you know the names Beatty, Alvarez are on the cusp of making the league. You have you know my, one of my favorite prospects, Alex Ramirez. He's coming up. He's in Double A Binghamton. He's where he's going to be to start the season. Mets uh, first round draft from this past draft, Kevin Parada. He's in going to start in High A Brooklyn. Uh, you know, there's a lot, there's a couple other guys you know who are going to be making the way up to the system. Calvin Ziegler is another guy who I think is going to be interesting to watch. He's the, he's a Canadian. He's a Canadian guy. So. Uh, we'll see how his development continues to, to progress. Uh, and there's some under the radar relievers and stuff like that that like every system has. So, um, yeah, it was interesting taking a look at the, uh, the Mets-Phil's minor leagues, talking about all things NL East, how both of our teams have exciting seasons ahead and exciting futures, uh, and how they should be able to compete, not only in, the, in this division, uh, but in the National League for pennants every year. Uh, for, for a long time coming. But we're going to take our first break of hour number two. When we come back, we're going to talk about uh, a little bit more baseball further before we shift our focus. Uh, to Our March Madness discussion, Selection Sunday, 20 days away. The tournament is getting closer and closer uh, quite fast. So we'll, we'll talk about that front uh, down about the 40-minute stretch of hour two. But for when we come back, uh, more baseball talk, as we always love to talk about here on Heavy Hitters. Don't go anywhere. And we are welcome back to Evie and the Radio Voice of Kutztown University. K, you are Kutztown. Jack, hi, Mitchell Smedley with you on this Monday morning rolling on in hour number two. We were talking all things baseball, Mitch. Yeah. Phillies and Mets. NL East. NL East. And a a former
1: member of the NL East who we were just talking about over the break. Uh, Jacob deGrom, unfortunately, is dealing with, uh, what is he dealing with? Some sort of injury, right?
0: I believe forearm tightness.
1: Forearm tightness. So if he's not good to go, he would be the first pitcher the Phillies face uh this season opening day Thursday March 30th against the Texas Rangers. Uh if he can't go, then uh not something the Phils have to worry about. So, uh Jack, as you said, you know, glad to be done with that headache. Um you do, you feel like that was a good uh good thing to move on from?
0: I would have loved to have him back, but his heart was not here, you know. He got a better offer from Texas, he took it. Wish nothing but the best for him, but uh, man, I have to hear uh injury reports about Degrom every you know every week. Yeah, I'd say it's you know it's a way off my back, way off my shoulders. You know, <laughs> it's a good point. Um, yeah,
1: so that was that was the uh, other little tidbit I had. But um, if you had to pick some, uh, as we're getting closer, some non-playoff teams last year to make their way into the, because there's always turnover, right? There's always yes, always turnover teams that come up that we didn't expect.
0: Who would those be for you? Is it because it sounded like you picked pretty close to the same bracket as last year? I think it's going to be a lot of the same teams. If I had to pick a team that wasn't in last year to get in, I'd say maybe Minnesota to get a wild card.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think the Brewers could push for a spot in the Central. Um, Let's see. Maybe the Rangers out West. I don't think they're going to be that team to get in, but they, I think they're going to take a step forward. Uh, outside of that, I mean, not a whole lot. Central in the, in the NL side of things. Cubs... Pirates and Reds, I don't think they're gonna make the playoffs I and mean, the Cubs will be the better of those three teams, but I don't think they'll make the playoffs. East, How about your diamondbacks? Uh they'll push, but they're not gonna make it, I don't think. And okay. it's just too much overall top talent in the NEL in the NL. Yeah, there is there's I think it's gonna be bit. Braves Mets, Phillies, Cardinals, Dodgers, Padres. That is the same bracket, yeah. Or the Brewers. I could see a flip, maybe a flip flop there, because the Cardinals didn't upgrade their starting rotation. So they didn't. They what did they get? A catcher in um was that was that where
1: Darno went, or was that no? That was Contreras, right? Contreras went to the Cardinals. Yes,
0: was well, a Contreras? Yeah,
1: so Contreras to the Cardinals. Um, the Cardinals. Hurts what? for Cubs fans. Yeah, hurts for Cubs fans a little bit there. But uh, what the Cubs? Um, they got uh, Albies, right? I totally messed up. Wrong, Brave. Um, <laughs> you take it away.
0: The Cubs got.
1: I'm just gonna shut my mouth.
0: Dancy. Oh, Swanson, Dancy yes. Swanson. Yes. Dancey yeah, not Ozzy Albies. I'm gonna cry, dude.
1: I hate Ozzy Albies.
0: Really? He hit a grand slam in a game where they were already winning eight to one three years ago, and I still haven't forgiven him for it. I remember that comeback they made against the Marlins a couple years back. They were down like eight eight zero. And then they came <laughs> back and won nine eight, I think. Jeez. Yeah. So I don't like Dansby. Uh or no Albies. I this is it. This is the day that I lose everything. Um The demise of Mitchell Smedley. We're seeing it right in front of our very eyes.
1: Yeah, so they got Swanson. Any uh any other notable upgrades that I forgot about?
0: Oh, uh, Jamison Tyon. They him over the yes. Yankees, joined the starting rotation. Uh they got no, he went to the Royals. Uh thinking of Rawls Chapman. Mm. He was formerly a Cub, but went to the Royals. Um, let's see. Who else here? Those are the two biggest ones that I yeah. can remember. Which are two good upgrades. Yeah, Not they are. Wrong at all. But so. I mean, I just don't think they're going to be as good of a team as some people expect them to be. Hmm. So, like, I don't, below, so I don't think they get below. I don't think they get more than seventy-seven wins. Could that win the division? You don't think seventy-seven? I mean, no.
1: I mean, the Cardinals going to be like man, nine like, games
0: under five hundred. That I would see,
1: if that would be the division. I mean, your division is having a
0: horrific
1: season. Well, I mean, it's a bad division that now has to play less games against those bad teams.
0: I mean, yes, that's true, but the Cardinals are still a decent team.
1: Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna make a, a little bit of a take. I, I cause I don't like sitting there with seven of the same teams, so I'm gonna go with the Cubs jump the Cardinals uh and take and get a home playoff series. How about that? With seventy eight wins <laughs> Cardinals win the division with seventy eight no wins? Cubs win the Cubs win the division
0: with seventy eight wins. I don't like that take
1: coming out of your mouth. Uh eighty two wins.
0: 82 I, that does eighty-two and seventy-eight. Man, that's just not good the job. I right. understand that, but it's a bad
1: division. So it's bad look division. at right now,
0: Mitchell Smedley. Did not the Eagles Cubs win, their, win division their division with division. a sub-five hundred record? It's completely different. There's sixteen games to one hundred and sixty-two. I understand.
1: Yeah, you just sub one game for ten, and you got the number. You're good. I think it can be done. Eighty-two and seventy-eight uh, wins the division. Or wait, is that 82
0: and... 78, yeah.
1: No, it's... No, 82 and 80. 82
0: and 80. Yeah. I don't know why I think it's
1: 78. That would total 160 games. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think the Cubs win the division with a very low number of wins. It's my hot take. Book it. It's more interesting than all seven of the same teams. Fine. Hot take? Hot take.
0: Brewers win the division... By more than three games. By more than three games? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You think the Brewers are clearly better than the Cubs? Yes. Yeah.
1: I forgot about the Brewers when I made that take. I was just comparing the Cardinals. I don't
0: believe that out of my mouth, but that's a hot take that I kind of just had to come up with. Uh, up it's okay.
1: Uh, you know what? We all
0: appreciate Don't hold me to that. If I had to get my honest opinion, I think the Cardinals win the division. My honest opinion, I think the Cardinals win too. I just
1: don't like seven of the same teams, you know?
0: I think it's just what it's going to be. I mean, these teams have taken shape. I mean, there, there is some distance between these other teams you know in, in in the conference compared to where those teams stand i mean the centrals the most cloudy division i think yes cuz you get a clearer picture of what's going on in the east with the mets braves Phillies competing and then the nationals marlins marlins are trying to do something but i don't really know what they're really trying <laughs> they're uh, trying it's becoming to a pitching factory becoming more average yeah but which is working yeah i, I suppose you
1: think uh what if um do you, do you think the
0: additions of Luis Rayas and Gene Segura in the in the middle infield make a big difference for Miami? Uh with moving jazz to center. I think it makes them better.
1: I think I it agree. makes them a better team. It just
0: makes them more pesky to play against.
1: What what would you think if Manny Machado
0: went to uh Miami? They don't got the money for that. I know. I'll tell you that right but now. What if? Well, what if is not gonna happen? Yeah. I, I can't live in a hypothetical scenario where the hypothetical just could not even happen in the hypothetical world. Yeah, that's that's why I don't like the uh, small market stuff. I mean, look, I mean we we've had this discussion before, but at the yes. end of the day, I mean it's just I think there needs to be a, a mark of who can own these teams. That that needs to be coming into it too. Because if you're looking at a guy, Steve Cohen's worth seventeen billion dollars compared to uh, Bob Castellini, who I believe is the owner of the Reds, <laughs> who's worth like 500 million. Yeah, I just mean, at the end of the, the day, 500 checkpoint. million's a lot of money, but it's not going to it's not going to supply nowhere, a payroll. Yeah, exactly. Like if you want to pay a team over 100 million dollar payroll, that's a fifth of your net worth.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like you're just not going to do that. So I mean, you, you need to have owners who can supply the pay to make your teams competitive. That, 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 that's what it comes down to. It's true. It is Bob Castellini? So yeah,
1: good call on that one. So any other? Uh, what other MLB storylines are you looking at?
0: Oh yeah, lo- lo- just looked it up. May 24, twenty twenty two. Bob Castellini net worth four hundred million dollars. Yeah. Who owns the Reds? Yeah, it's not a lot. It's terrible for for owning a franchise. <laughs> Obviously, four hundred million dollars is not terrible in general. I'd I'll love. To, I mean, I'd love to have four hundred million dollars. Don't get me wrong. But when you're owning a professional sports franchise and need to pay these guys a lot of money to make you know to make things go right, that's that's not good. It's not where you want to be. I'm surprised you knew the Reds owner's name. That was good. Yeah, thank that you. That was really good. Thank you.
1: What's John Middleton's worth?
0: <sighs> probably way more than that. Yeah. That's probably Steve Cohen, though. Definitely a billionaire. When I'm a billionaire. John Middleton, 3.4 billion. That's not bad. Just a little bit. Just a just a little bit just he just has a little bit of money, yeah yeah that is uh I wish
1: I had that money yeah anyways a lot of people do what other uh you know we're getting on towards spring training I believe I saw a tweet that this is the last weekend without Phillies games on until late October uh maybe November but uh maybe maybe save one weekend in the uh in July with the all- star break yes yeah yeah but uh what else are you looking for as we're getting closer here
0: Anything? It's back. It is. back, It's just man. back, man. I mean, I mean, spring training game starts Saturday. I know. It, it, it's just here. It, it's it's here and it's glorious. You ready for the storylines to start churning out? Oh, I'm so ready. I'm so ready for the for the media headlines to churn out like yeah. some ridiculous stuff about
1: Andrew Painter, next Hall of Fame
0: pitcher. After Andrew his first Painter start. is going to be the next Phillies ace and Cy Young contender <laughs> for years. <laughs> Like, it, it's just, I love those things. Because it gets you ready. It gets you so hyped up. And then it all falls apart for us. You know, like the adrenaline just coursing through your veins for the start of the season. I like, I, I'm going to be so amped up for opening day. Yep, I don't have to come here that day. It's a Thursday. I forgot about that. I don't you have won't classes. be here. I can just sit here at home, being here in this instance, for a 410 star time, turn on my television, and watch either Justin Verlander or Max Scherzer... Presuming they're both healthy, go up against Sandy Alcantara on opening day down in Miami. Yeah. Like, that would, that, that's just going to make my day. The uh, Phillies also have a 410,
1: right? I believe so. Yes. I hope so because I have a class still three. So that would be bad.
0: We're going to double check that right about now. And.
1: <laughs> down and 405. Texas. 405. Oh, even earlier than you. Yeah. Baseball comes sooner for Michigan.
0: 405, 405, and 708.
1: Yeah, Phillies have that first uh, Sunday Night Baseball game. Oh, on, that's uh, weird. Is that Fox or ESPN?
0: ESPN. Why is that weird? No, not that. I was oh. Their they, they, to end their series in New York after that, they play a 105 Wednesday day game. Oh, that would have used to be uh, during our old time slot. Yeah, during during the old show time. Yeah. But remember we did that with the
1: Phillies-Mets? We did do that. It yeah.
0: was a, uh, what, mid-April game? In, it was the, in Citizens Bank. It was Nola versus it was the Scherzer. First week of the season. Yeah, it was Nola versus Scherzer. Yep. And I remember we got to Nola in the middle innings, Alonso Nola got an shelved. opposite field double. Yeah. Driving a couple runs. It was I think Pete had a three a day that day with a pair of extra base hits. Yeah. And then we went upstairs, watched the almost the end of the game in the
1: McFarlane uh, in yeah, the Starbucks area. You know. Yep.
0: Yep. yep. And
1: then uh, Harper hit his first home run of the season that that day in the ninth inning when it didn't matter, made it nine five to nine six. Oh yeah, I do remember that down the left field line. Um, oh yeah, he
0: just hooked it fair. Yes. Yeah, he literally put it right down the corner. I was like, "Are you kidding me? What a cheap home run!"
1: Yeah, it happened. It Didn't though. mean anything. It didn't mean anything at all. So. And that was two days after the Bohm incident.
0: Yeah. Bomb. Was that the same boom. series as the uh, as the seven one? No, that came later. Oh man, that was glorious. Came. That less, was less. Than that than was later. glorious. I'll never forget that night. You I turned was... off the TV. Oh, I did. Seven one in the eighth inning. I turned it off. Yeah. Actually, 7th inning, I turned it off. But I still followed on my phone. It was ugly. I turned it back on once Lindor had that shot to make it 7-3. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, okay, we we got something cooking here. Could we do it? And then we did it, man. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for you because that's a painful memory. I got, I got World
1: Series memories, buddy. I got, uh, you know, two wins in the World Series. I'll
0: never forget me and my dad were in my room. And we were watching, and it was the... Uh, after the Nimmo single to tie it, because he wasn't in there yet. He wasn't mine. It was 7-5, two on, two out. He's like, yeah, whatever. And then I, I just scream, "Base they tied it! And then my, my, my dad comes running in, and when Marte hits that double off the wall, I'm like, go, 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 round third. And i was like, oh my goodness, man. Just It was
1: pure elation. It was yeah. pure elation. Two of the most depressing nights that season came against the, uh, I mean, aside from the two lo- the three losses at the end, you know, and the fourth in the World Series, all four of those were crushing obviously the last three were the most but outside of that the two most depressing losses potentially are uh, you know the 7-1 obviously and then uh, and I just think the antics they did at the ballpark
0: made it even more special like the Philly Fanatic yeah, crushing the Mets batting helmet that was made of like plastic whatever it was John Crook saying oh there's no let's go Mets chance here tonight isn't that great uh, and then they pull off the comeback and they're raining out at the end of the game <sighs> poetic justice Anyways, but then, yeah, obviously that was probably the fifth
1: worst night of my season. <laughs> <next> <laughs> Let me year. just quickly move on to of that. Anyways. So. And then the sixth was
0: uh, fly ball, left field. Oh, oh no. Yes. Mark Canna. Mark Canna. By the way, Mark Canna in an interview said uh, he's, been, he's been training different this offseason. Uh, he's put on a, put a little bit of muscle. And says he wants to hit 10 more home runs than he hit last year. Finished with 16. So 16? i take 26 out of Canna. You kidding me? He would not hit 26 home runs. You kidding me? Mark Canna, 26 hit home runs. Anything over twenty, I'd take gladly out of Canna. Yeah, that'd be good. That so, would be uh, that would be scary. I would. I'd Love like it. that. So, I would like Marte to stay healthy for most of the year too, but I doubt that's going to happen.
1: Obviously, so. I, I would like Marte not to perform well, but I would not like him to be injured. Yes, um,
0: fair. Because I have to.
1: Apparently, I have to be respectful. <laughs> um, no, I'm kidding. Wow. No, no, no.
0: no. It's Did like, Mitchell Smithly just say he roots for people to get hurt? No, when he's he not do, there. He just
1: said he doesn't. <laughs> Begrudgingly at that. <laughs> um, I, lo- I like that word, begrudgingly. Yeah, it is a good word. Um, so I do like the, uh, there was a good night on Apple TV+.
0: Plus. Stop. I knew you were, g- I, I was waiting for this to come up. It I was, was a fun waiting. Night. I was waiting for this to come up. It was a fun night. The tag and the throw out of the plate by now former Philly, Matt Verling, now yeah. Detroit Tiger. He throws out Marte at the plate. And then Marte couldn't throw him out at the by plate. By the way, can I just say how bad Apple TV games are? Why? I just don't like them. I thought they were okay. I, I thought I was going to hate it a lot more. I just than I didn't did. like it. There was nothing dazzling about it. You know,
1: no, there wasn't. There was something to be said. And for- And even the
0: the broadcasters were okay. Yeah, they, they were fine broadcasters. I
1: don't. You know, there was there was an Apple TV Plus game. Philly's Cubs. We got blown out. Like we got blitzed. Like oh 14-2. yes, I remember that. That yeah. announcer was not good. Whatever she was, you know, she just didn't have any. I don't know. Didn't seem like she cared. But uh <laughs> I mean it's tough when
0: the when games blow out to make it interesting. Yes,
1: but even at the beginning, like Schwarber led off the game with a home run. And I yeah. don't I don't think she cared. Uh <laughs> and former Cub Kyle Schwarber. Right,
0: you would think there's storyline. Kyle Schwarber does it
1: against his whole team. God!
0: Granted he's been on like four teams now, so Who cares? one of his his first team.
1: Yeah, his, his first, first love. His uh World Series winning team. Yeah.
0: Yeah, 2016. Was, he was hurt
1: most of that season, too. He was. It really wasn't a great season for, for Schwarbo, but... Came back.
0: He was, what was, So was he, like, their big prospect that had finally come up? Because, like, they loved so him they, there. So they had that, that core at the time. It was KB, him, uh, Baez, and Rizzo were the guys. Like, they were the young guns of that team, surrounded by the veterans, like Jake Arrieta and, you know, Zobrist. Jason Hayward, Zobrist. So, I mean, it was, it was a very blended team. I believe Ian Happ might have been on that team, too. I think so. It was a very young guy. So, I mean, yeah, there was a very... Bias
1: hits it in the air to left. Pagan is there at the yeah, that was wall, against the Giants. it's in the
0: basket. Yep, that was against the Giants. LDS. Matt Vesturgeon. Yeah, Matt Vesturgeon.
1: Vesturgeon? So, yeah. I thought it was Sturgeon. Gersion. Vesturgeon. That so. would explain why his things aren't coming up when I search him.
0: Okay. Uh,
1: Matt Vesturgeon on the call. That was a great call. It was. I like. It. So is he still doing these Sunday night,
0: uh, ESPN stuff? Um, I don't think no. I heard him last year. No, no. it's uh, it's Carl Ravitch, uh, Eduardo Perez, and yeah, David Cohn. So why did uh, why did Matt get moved? I don't, I don't know. I I didn't really look a lot into that. Honestly, I like Matt. So I mean, he's a guy who brings he's high energy and answer. Yeah, he's like a baseball's Gus Johnson. Exactly, That's a really good comp. Uh, we do have to go
1: to break, I think. <laughs> we
0: do have to go to break. Last break of the show, when we come back, we're going to shift our focus, wrap it up with our March Madness segment, as we always do. More college Basketball, March Madness ain't here yet. But it is getting here. 20 days till Selection Sunday. We'll talk about all things college hoops on the flip side of this break here. Heavy Hitters, Radio Voice, Kutztown University, K.U.R. Kutztown. And welcome back to Heavy Hitters, everybody, here on the Radio Voice of Kutztown University, K.U.R. Kutztown. Jack Heim, Mitchell Smedley, taking you the distance today for two hours of sports Talk as we always do Mondays and Wednesdays, 9 to 11 a.m. And you know, the feeling when you start the show is like, dang, it's early, it's 9 a.m. But like, when when I get done, when we get done with the show, I should say, it's just that you feel more, I don't know, it feels like to me at least, anyways, it's just more like it feels like mid afternoon, but it's only like 11 a.m. So I guess it's just because I've been up for nearly five hours at this point. So you're know, just getting adjusted and getting fully winded out throughout the day, but. Yeah, I mean it's just that's just how I feel. So we're gonna move on, though. We a lot of great baseball discussion, talking about everything you know going on. You know, yeah, some like standings predictions, uh, you know, some some of the top headlines. Of course, our two teams, the Phillies and the Mets, and at least discussion as we always do on the show. Uh, and as spring training coming up in a couple of days, starting on Saturday, uh, for the Mets, the twenty fifth is when they'll get their go on their spring training game, as well as the Phillies. Uh, so a lot to look forward to with that baseball season. On the horizon, so much excitement. We're going to move on, wrap up the show, as we always do, with our March Madness talk. And uh, a lot of stuff going on, especially over the weekend uh, and and, how the bracket races kind of try to take shape here. Uh, So we'll talk about all that. Uh Mitch, uh, do yes, you want to start us off with, with the questions like you normally do? Yeah, games? why
1: don't you just start telling us about you know what went down? Just, you know, recap it for us. Start off.
0: Well, what went down was not <laughs> okay. We're gonna save that. But um Yeah, you know, but I mean it's an exciting weekend. Saturday's a great day for college hoops. Uh Virginia squeaked by Notre Dame at home, fifty seven fifty five. They're firmly in the race. There was a bracket preview show actually on Saturday at twelve thirty. Uh Greg Gumble, who's very does a very great job of that stuff. He just he does the uh, you know the uh, bracket uh, breakdown show uh, when when Selection Sunday happens. So he announces where your team is in the bracket, and they do the whole the, you know the hour long show, the hour long special. Uh, it's great, and he he's the host of that along with the CBS crew uh, CBS crew. Excuse me. Uh, you know they got Clark Kellogg, Seth Davis, a bunch of guys. Um, you know a bunch of people I should say all over that crew. Uh, but he but he's the host, and he reads off the stuff, and he does a great job at building up the excitement and stuff like that. So uh, he was doing that, and they did a little mini preview show on Saturday. Uh, 12.30, releasing the top four projected seed lines as it currently stands. Uh, so I'm going to go quickly, quickly go find those and pull those up. Uh, so while I'm doing that, I mean, I should say that, I mean, it's important to look at this stuff as we get closer and closer. Conference Championship Week is nearing in a couple weeks, uh, first week of March uh, for most of the major conferences. Uh, so that that is going to be very, very exciting to look out for. Obviously, because that means the tournament is right around the corner. Uh, but these mid majors start even sooner. I mean, as early as next week, uh, we'll we'll see some of these, you know, the first round of these conference tournaments uh, start to happen. So it, it's just it's an exciting time of the year uh, as they found these seed lines. Uh, bracket preview is February eighteenth. The once the one seeds top overall seed Alabama uh, rounded out Alabama by Houston.
1: Words.
0: Yeah, Houston, Purdue, and Kansas round out the one line as was the projection. Two-line in the first region with Alabama would be Texas. Uh, Arizona would be in the same region as Houston. Baylor and Purdue would be the one and two in their respective region. And then Kansas and UCLA would be the one and twos there. Tennessee would join Alabama uh, in that first region. Uh, Virginia would join Houston and Arizona. Iowa State with Purdue and Baylor. Uh, And then Kansas State with Kansas, UCLA uh, being the three-seed there. And then the four-seeds, Indiana, Marquette, Gonzaga and Xavier. Interesting. Miami was left out of there. I'm assuming Miami, Creighton, and, uh, oh, not you. Maybe, maybe UConn too, but I don't think so. Uh, there's another team. Why can't I think of them? <sighs> Plaguing my mind. Uh, but Xavier and Creighton got to be the top two five seeds. There's another one too. I'm just very, very mad at myself that I can't think of it at the top of my head. Uh, I've seen it the other day because I've you know, I follow a lot of college basketball stuff on Twitter and a lot of notable guys and stuff like that, you know, reporting stuff like that. So, um, yeah, just couldn't, just can't think of it. Uh, if I if I if it jogs my memory, I'll bring it back up. But you know, important to note that with it being only twenty days away from Selection Sunday, Mitch, I know you're a Nova guy, kind of Penn State too. Yeah. Uh, are are you excited for the tournament? I, dude, I am excited um, to have another
1: year of uh, I call it try to get into basketball season, where I have college hoops and the NBA playoffs. Um, you know, usually marked by the Sixers making and losing in the second round. Um, so I will, I will try and, uh, you know, once again, get excited for some basketball, whether it be college or pro. Um, and this year, you know, I'm going to go with, uh, Tennessee, going to go with Tennessee. Um, ever since that night, I've been a Tennessee fan. Um, I'm just going to ride with the volunteers through this tournament, I guess. Um, Nova's not in. Uh, Penn State's probably not going to be well, well we'll get to that I'll ask you about it they have a shot but they have a slim shot. I'd say so um, yeah I guess that and, and even if they did they'd be very low and, and not really a chance so I might I mean do you think Tennessee has any shot at winning it I, I ask no. you this each week
0: but uh well I'm gonna prove you wrong they're a two seed I think that's enough since right? 2010 Rick Barnes only made it past the second round with Tennessee one time wow the second round yeah wow that's not good no, not a good tournament track record. He's a really good coach. He's due. But he's due. This Tennessee, well, you know what? It's a great, you know, it's a great uh, you know, segue.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh Tennessee, speaking of, they lost on Saturday. They fell again. Shocking. To the Blue Bloods of College Basketball. One of, I should say, one of the Blue Bloods of college basketball, Kentucky. Uh, they fall to the Wildcats for the second time this season. 66 54. Uh the Cats get the better of the Vols again. Uh, led by on Wallace and Oscar Sheaway both had 16 in the game. Uh, Jacob Toppin uh, and Chris Livingston also put up double figures for the Wildcats uh, in that one. And, you know, for Tennessee, I mean, 54 points. I mean, this offense is just at times, it becomes horrific. I mean, they shot 8% from a three point range yeah, in the first half good. 8% from three. That's terrible. I mean, honestly, that would be worse than terrible. I mean, that is just all-time bad.
1: I like a good underdog story, Jack.
0: A good underdog story? Like they're the good, number I'm 10 team Philly. in the country. Yeah. They're not an underdog story. Yeah,
1: you're They're a top
0: 10 one. team. They're a projected three seed.
1: Oh, I thought you said a two seed. Okay, I, I was under the impression they were a two seed. Um, yeah, I mean, whatever. There's no <laughs> underdog there. Could be. I underdog
0: mean, like, is St. Peter's making it to the Elite Eight. That, that That's awesome. underdog. That was nice. That's Cinderella. But they're not
1: a one seed, you know.
0: No, but not a two seed. I mean, they were projected one seed a couple weeks ago. They're practically a mid major. No, they're, they're not. <laughs> they're in the SEC, a power six conference. <laughs> basically, one of the top teams in that conference. Basically a mid major. Basically, yeah. Basically, in, so. in, in layman's terms. <laughs> Read your notebook. In layman's terms, yeah. Oh, that's that's a good one. Gets louder, when I'm cheering on the Volunteers. Yeah. Well, I'll let Mitch's singing lead us into this notebook message. Attention KU community, join OSI and KUAB on Thursday, March 9th at 6 p.m. in McFarland, Student Union Room 183 for an evening celebrating Women's History Month with Nora Erakat. Please hope I'm saying that right. Uh, Nor Ericat is a human rights attorney and an associate professor at Rutgers University, New Brunswick, in the Department of Africana Studies and the Program in Criminal Justice. Her research interests include human rights law, humanitarian law, national security law, refugee law, social justice, and critical race theory. You do not want to miss this important event. This Specific Community Interest brought to you by Radio Voice University. K, okay, you are wrapping up Heavy Eaters today. Final about 10 minutes or so of the show, we were talking to all things college basketball. Here as we gear up for the NCAA tournament, selection Sunday, less than twelve, not less than, exactly, 20 days away, as I've mentioned multiple times already, talking about some of the biggest games of the weekend, What uh, we got to look forward to, uh, not really tonight, not a lot of great games on tonight, I mean, there is one, Kansas TCU should be going but outside of that, not a whole lot going on, on the college basketball side of things, past weekend, uh, we've been talking about Vols, Wildcats, some other big games, UConn took down Seton Hall uh, at home, Indiana ekes out a three-point win against Illinois in their home building. Is Seton uh, Hall from Pennsylvania, by the way? New Jersey. Oh, New jo- Oh, Piscataway, New Jersey. That's no, that's driving Rutgers.
1: To uh, Pittsburgh, there was like a Seton Hill. Seton Hill. Okay, that's
0: in the PSAC, oh. the West Division of Goodstown's Conference. Gotcha. Yeah, Seton Hill played them in the playoffs of softball last year. Unfortunately, lost. But wow, really digging through the memory banks for that one. Nice softball. Yeah. So I like it. I mean, I was doing the I was doing the broadcast of those games. So. Gotcha. Do you still do the uh bears beat? Uh that's in the works. In Josh. I'm trying to figure out a time for that. Gotcha. Very good. Very good. So it's the
1: bear's beat. Yeah. Um, bears beat. <laughs> yeah. That so. sweeper he showed me that one time. Yes. I
0: like it. Um yeah. Rutgers, big win 50 57 at Wisco. Big Ten continues to be just a <laughs> giant jumble. I mean, wow. I mean, it's just, it's just sheesh. There's a lot, a lot going on there. A <laughs> lot to uh there's Lots a lot to, to unpack, unpack here. here.
1: <laughs> so <laughs> we had to. Had
0: to. For the culture. The four, <laughs> for the culture. For the folks that have been here a while. Exactly. They know. K-State beat Iowa State top 20 showdown in Manhattan, Kansas. Wow. I mean, the Big 12 continues to be good. I don't know how many times it beat that drum. Miami peaking at the right time of the year. Man, that pains me to say as a Florida State fan, but they've won their last six in a row. 22-5. and five. They got a 8-point, no, math, 9-point win against Wake Forest on their home floor. They will wrap up the season against VTech, FSU, On uh, their lone game in March will come at home against Pitt. So a chance for Miami really to run the table on the regular season and put themselves in good standing going into the ACC tournament. Right now, the projected two seed in the ACC, trailing only Virginia. So yeah, I mean, a lot of interesting races, power conferences. NC State took down North Carolina last night. North Carolina 0-10 in quad one games. I mean, how are the heels? I mean, if they weren't North Carolina, if they didn't have the brand that they have, they would be nowhere near the tournament discussion. Fully convinced to that. Nowhere near it? No. They're 0-10 wow. versus quad one teams. Those are like the, like the top of the top, like top 50 teams in, in, in college basketball according to the net rankings. Wow. And they're 0-10. That's bad. Like, yeah, that, that, that is really bad. You can't even get one win there? Ooh, Jack
1: throwing some shade here. I mean,
0: I mean, they were, the, they were the preseason number one team in the country, that's, and they might miss the tournament.
1: That's shocking. That is incredible. That's really like scary. Preseason number
0: one and might miss the NCAA tournament. That's incredible. I know. That's inc- astonishing. What, what do you think changed? I mean, they have a lot of the same players. They got. I mean, they lost a you know, Brady Mannock, who was a big part of last year's run. Placed some you know, Pete Nance, in Northwestern transfer. I don't think a whole lot changed. I think it's just that the magic they had, they had ran out. I mean, the, these guards are not playing at the same continuity that they had, being Caleb Love and RJ Davis. Armando is still one of the best bigs in the country. So I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't know really what's changed with this team. They don't, they're not a deep team. They don't run a hu- hugely deep bench. Their bench isn't really get involved. They don't play comfortable on, on the road. So I don't know. I, I don't really know what's switched up with this team. It, it's that's insane. It is. That is outrageous. Outrageous. But that's the way the. Uh the
1: cookie crumbles there. Yes, it um, is. How about uh, you were, You mentioned the long shot for Penn State. What is that long shot
0: there? Long shot. Penn State took down Minnesota on Saturday night. That was a 9 o'clock start time, 76-69. Nittany Lions. Look, I was talking with my brothers today. They have a slim shot, but uh, they, they, they have some work to do. At Ohio State and home to Rutgers, to wrap of the month of February. Last two games of the regular season at Northwestern and home against Maryland. They have three tournament projected teams on their schedule. I think they need to win at least two of them uh, if they win two, uh, that's a decent little booster there. You'd probably finish the season guaranteeing. Oh, let's see, let's say set in stone, they get a road win at Ohio State. Um, always a good thing to beat. Who's beat second Ohio last in the conference? State. You move to eight and nine in the Big Ten. Let's say you drop it to Rutgers. I don't, I don't know if they win that game, just because the style Rutgers plays, I think it gives Penn State some fits. Uh, so let's say you split those games, and then you split Northwestern and, and Maryland. So let's say you go two and two to end the season. That puts you overall. 18 and 13, you'd go 9 and 11 in the Big Ten. I don't think that'd be enough. You'd have to do some work at the tournament. You have to win a couple games at least, go far. I'd say probably even get down to the semifinals of the, of the Big Ten tournament. I don't know if that would be enough. I don't. It's just they don't have enough quality wins in their resume, and that's mm. what they look at. I mean, overall record does help, but at the end of the day, you look, you have to look at quality wins to, to define these as a tournament team at a conference play. I mean, Penn State's best win is probably against Furman, who's like one of the top teams in the SoCon. I mean, outside of that, not a lot of great wins. Beat Butler, who's one of the more bottom teams in the Big East. Lost to Virginia Tech. Lost in double OT to Clemson. Uh, you beat a top twenty-five of the time Illinois team on the road. That's a good win. I mean, you have a couple. You have some decent Big Ten wins. A couple wins over Illinois. Went over Indiana. Um, I went over, I believe, over Michigan State. Uh, I could be wrong about that. I believe I am. Yeah, they don't. They only played Michigan State once, so. I mean, yeah, outside of that, it's just I don't I don't think there's enough there, resume wise, to get them in you. the tournament. So if they went three and if one They went three and one and then won a you know, maybe two to three tournament games of the Big Ten, I would be more it would be a discussion. Okay. A lot more of a discussion. Gotcha. In my mind. But they got they got they got some work to do. They just gotta take care of business. Sounds good. And hope they get some help around them. So you still think they control their own destiny? Uh, partially, yes. Okay. Who are the other teams around them that are, you know, losses for them would help the <sighs> chances? They lost to Wisconsin twice, which doesn't help at all. And Wisconsin's right above them. Both teams are seven and nine. You know, you split those games, split the difference, go eight and eight. You lost an overtime in your home floor to them. You went on the road and lost by three. And those, I mean, those are tight games. You, if you have, it's a different story. Because Wisconsin's a, I believe, a first four out team or a last four in, depending on where you look right now. So, I mean, if you, if you get a win against them, Penn State's completely it, – it's just a different different type of story. So, I, I mean, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure. If they lose to Ohio State on Thursday night, though, ugh. Ooh, it's over. That's ah, a bad loss. Yeah. On the road, anything can happen. They lose that game, yikes. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say on that. Uh, but wrapping up the show real quick, Kansas yeah. came back, took care of Baylor on Saturday night as well. Uh, they were down by as much as 15 at one point. Uh, and came back 187 73. So, good win for the Jayhawks. Projected one season tournament right now. I think they do have what it takes to go back to back. I do. Jayhawks, very solid team. I'll talk about more about them on Wednesday I'm starting to run a little low on time. Uh, one of the mid majors I keep up with a lot because I have some personal ties there at the Colonial Conference. Hofstra leads the way where my cousin goes. So, shout out to my cousin Tyler. Uh, he's, you know, Hofstra, the pride, tied with Charleston, leading the way there. Uh, two very capable teams who could win a tournament game, maybe even two, depending on who, on who they get matched up with. But uh, that's a race I'm going to be watching for mid-major wise. A-Sun as well with Kennesaw State and Liberty, uh, just to mention a few. But uh, it is that time to wrap it up. want to thank everybody for tuning in to today's show. Heavy hitters, as always, two hours sports talk. Radio Voice, Kutztown University, KUR Kutztown. We will be back on Wednesday morning. But in the meantime, stick around. We have some more student-based programming coming up for the rest of the day at noon. Catch Boppin' and Vibin' hosted by Kaylee, a.k.a. DJK. So uh, that's one of the more, I think it's the only student other show we got on Mondays. Monday's a pretty it's, open slate, so. Yeah, it might be. Yeah. You're I, the program director. You should know. I should know. that. I, I know that one for sure. I don't think there is anything else after that. But uh, once again, thank you, as always, for listening. And we'll be back bright and early Wednesday morning talking all things MLB, uh, college hoops, and probably, I don't know, XFL or more, but NHL at least. So stay yeah, tuned. Got some stay spring tuned. training. Wednesday morning.